1: What up everybody welcome to another episode of the corner podcast Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale Coming to you guys from Blue Wire Studios in the wind Resort in Las Vegas Dre it is nice for the first time in a long time We are here opening the week talking about pro wrestling And how else would we start this show WWE went to Puerto Rico Shout out to everybody on the island. Showed up and showed out. One of the best crowds I've seen in pro wrestling in a long time. Felt like an AEW crowd. And that is a compliment. <laughs> like yeah. These AEW crowds are rocking. Like, WWE had that atmosphere. And then they went to Jacksonville. And it was crickets. So it's one of those things where it's like, man, you, you realize how much fans still play a major part in the product that we get. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about... Uh, We already did the draft, but the actual start of the brand split now. They have a new title tournament as well in WWE. And then, of course, we'll talk about AEW. Everything's figuring itself out a little bit for Double or Nothing. Coming up here in two weeks in Vegas, we're going to have quite a few guests from AEW here in studio. That's going to be really exciting, keeping that list on the low for right now. But uh, a lot of great talent coming through. Chopping it up with us as that week rolls into town. But as far as on the show, and, you know, I'm not a numbers guy, but people keep tossing around these stupid-ass ratings. I'm like, Dynamite's ratings are going down. And I was it's like, yo, I, I think the product is still pretty damn good. So we get to talk about the show and, and some of the people. In the To me, the hottest faction now, we'll talk about the bloodline. Um, in WWE but the hottest faction in pro wrestling is still in AEW and Blackpool Combat Club has hit another level with a heeled Brian Danielson that I didn't even see coming so it's super entertaining in terms of AEW We'll, we'll touch on all that but first and foremost WWE has to kick off this show we'll get to the whole card and recap everything Bad Bunny's a Hall of Famer already, though, right? Yeah,
2: he's the greatest celebrity wrestler. That's That's, that's confirmed. (laughs) All right. There's no question. No hyperbole on that one. Nope. Nope. There's, I mean, we've seen Stephen Amell was pretty good. We've seen Lawrence Taylor, who was not very good. Uh, Logan was good. Logan was really good. Pat McAfee has had some good matches. Bad Bunny's a different level. Like, he, you can tell that he loves this shit, and the fact that he's, uh, it's 44 million followers on Instagram. I had to look this up the other day. Yes, he does. 44 million. And he's over here taking bumps like a maniac. <laughs> Took a table bump <laughs> from, from on top of something. Yeah, and then he, not only like his Instagram only has like one post, but he adds to his stories every now and then. Yep. And he just had on his stories like how beat up his back was. It was nuts. Um, but yeah, that dude is. 25-minute match, the longest of the night. And it was a banger. Yeah, flew by. I was like, this is. I was sports entertained.
1: That is eight stars in the Tokyo Dome. It was great. You had the run-ins, you had everything. Have you seen Meltzer's ratings? would Melter Meltzer give Bad Bunny a five-star rating? No. I mean, it wasn't a five-star match. You don't know. It wasn't. It was good.
2: It was, it was entertaining. The, the way that five stars are being handed out, it could be a five-star. Nah, I doubt it. But, I mean, nevertheless, it was incredibly entertaining. It was a good match. Damian Priest did an excellent job. Playing the heel in this role. Yep. Um, but I know what you're talking about. This pop. It's the pop. So I've seen quite a few people say this is the biggest pop in pro wrestling history or that they've ever seen. Their rivals, Austin, breaking yeah. the glass. And I immediately was like, nah. No, no. Let's go back two years ago. CM Punk's AEW debut. And when I say it, there are people that don't remember it and will go, nah, go watch that shit again. I have never heard a crowd that loud in my life. Like, between that and CM Punk and Money in the Bank of Chicago, those are the two loudest crowds for a straight entrance. I saw some people like have some qualifiers like, well, Stone Cold was running. All right, fine. He was. If you want to eliminate that for the the Mankind match where he won the title, that's fine, right? Because it was a surprise. But he's had, like, legit entrances. He has, which has been huge. Huge. But if you want to eliminate that, that's fine. But... If you watch Punk's AEW debut, was a surprise. Everybody knew it was coming. It was,
1: it was huge. That was huge. Cena, Madison Square Garden, Royal Rumble. Yep. Huge. It was huge. Cena and Edge at the Royal Rumble. Edge Royal Rumble. Triple H is more re- open air. It yeah. Kind of got Edge like Cena in oh, MSG. Yeah. But those acoustic, the
2: fucking roof almost blew off. Yep. Triple H, Triple H return at the Royal Rumble yep. again. Royal um, Rumble returns are always
1: crazy. Yeah. But AJ did, Styles had a huge pop. It,
2: see that I think Bad Bunnies was louder than AJ Styles. Yeah. But but it, the punk pop for AEW, like, it gives me chills thinking about that shit. Cause <laughs> motherfuckers cried. Yeah. and, and the crowd. <laughs> he reached out. <laughs> I don't know what he's grabbing for. I don't know. I think they gave him free tickets, too. Whatever he did, he reached out. Ah, punk. Felt that in his soul. He felt it. But if you listen to that pop, and it's like, it, that, bad money's up there, but it ain't that.
1: He's up there for someone who's in his third match. Yeah, well, he's also a, a global understand. superstar. So there's Huge that part. superstar. In his home he's, country. Yes. And even being at home, you, you then got to, like, Qualify is like, okay, but it's not his concert. So it's he's coming out to a wrestling match. He's yeah. still going to wrestle. So I was like, all right. And before this, I think his entrance song was Booker T. Yeah. Like his track Booker T, which is cool. It was fine. It does not knock like this. No, no. no. The change and it's all the new Bad Bunny fan. Bad Bunny when he was hood? With the grills, and and the the low Caesar, the blonde. He didn't have any facial hair. Not. That was a bad man. He had the cuts all yeah. the way around in the in the haircut. That's that's bad bunny. I need that bad bunny. Not man. It's okay. Met Gala bad bunny's cool, and and now you know it with new albums, dope, and I still miss the old bad bunny. So this is the reason why the crowd rocked like it did. Is not only. Because he came out, it's because he changed the music to some shit where it's like, "Yo, that's our song." Yeah, that's that's like Kendrick coming out. They say he wrestled, and he's coming out to Section Eighty. Yeah, right. Like that's some shit. Like no, like no, we knew that before anybody. Like none of y'all know this song, and nobody expected that. No, and now everybody's playing the song. Play the song three times today. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things where. It's just like, yo, that's, that's something for us. And then the pop, uh, it was funny. I was watching it with my wife, and him and Damien Priest are both from Vega Baja. And that's where me and my wife just stayed last week. Like, we got our Airbnb. It's my favorite beach in Puerto Rico. Um, if you haven't been, go once and never go again. Leave my damn beach alone. <laughs> do not flock there and be like, bad bunnies from here. Oh, my God. No, as the best beach in Puerto Rico, you do not overrun my beach allow you guys to go once, listen to the pop. But outside of that, like, everyone, and, and I was hyped. There's a million exclamation points in the group chat. Yeah, you, you, I was like, what's wrong with him? Man? I don't care. That's how excited I was. I was a part of the pop in, in group chat form because it was just one of those things where it's like, yo, to see someone, you, you forget in that moment that he's a top three pop star in the world because he's really just everyone I grew up with on the island and that's just for me like I went back every summer I went back every Christmas growing up and me and my cousin Jonathan I learned Spanish because one week we'd watch Raw in English one week we would watch Raw in Spanish and I'd help him and he'd learn English and then he'd help me and I'd learn Spanish and we did that from the age of three through nine every time we watched Raw and it was Attitude Era so and then we'd run around the house to DX cross top in and shit like that. I got mad pictures. Everyone was upset because every picture we were in, we we're just like, suck it. And we were, we were crazy. So that's like, it's ingrained. People don't know how much Puerto Rico loves professional wrestling. It's so ingrained in the culture. It's like boxing, like combat sports is what we do in Puerto Rico. And wrestling is a very real part of that. I'm glad Corey Graves was like, you know, the home of hardcore. Like, yeah, like, we did this shit. Like, people were bleeding down here way before anywhere else. Uh, Cologne has, like, crazy scar tissue all on his head from blading a million thousand times. Like, his head's never going back to the same. So it's one of those things, like, man, it's so ingrained in the culture. I'm glad everyone kind of got a sneak peek into that. It's one of those things where you're just proud to be Puerto Rican. It's dope to see that and have everything there. I mean... And then Bad Bunny tears the, tears the roof off, man. Like, I, I don't know where he goes from here because <laughs> no. I, I don't know how you top
2: that. He'll be, I mean, I don't think we'll see him till Royal Rumble or WrestleMania.
1: I don't need to see him again for
2: like two years. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You don't. But if he, if on he, on he feels like He's on a tour it. or something. Yeah, yeah, if he feels like it. If he, he really feels go. like he comes back. Um, one of the biggest stars in the world. My only complaint, I only have one complaint. That should have main evented. That's, that's my only complaint about the show. It should have main evented. I didn't understand, like... It put the bloodline in a rough spot. It put the bloodline in a really tough spot. And even though the crowd was hot and you didn't hear, the, the crowd didn't necessarily suffer. But it wasn't close to the same amount of energy. Yeah. And the visual aspect of it, it's like Bad Bunny's coming home. Like, who made this call? <laughs> they yeah. should have headlined. There's no, re- There's no titles nope. that were defended. Like, the titles were defended early in the show, both women's titles and the IC title. I see. No, United States. My bad. So you had this spot at the end of the show. It's your longest match with a global superstar. Yep. Where you can end the show and put the little WWE logo with him and the LWO in the ring, pyro going off like nuts. Like, Carlito. Yeah, Carlito, Savio Vega, Vega. like <laughs> do all that shit and close. I just, I was, I was baffled by that decision. And again, doesn't take away from the show. It wasn't a bad show at all. I just saw that and I was like, who? Who sat there because when you put wrestlers in a tough spot like that, you're lucky that the crowd is still white hot. Yeah. Because we've seen over the years Hogan Rock and what it did to Triple H Jericho that night. It just completely deflated them. And I'm not saying, I mean, you know, people were into Brock and Cody,
1: but they weren't into it like the Bad Bunny match. No, I think they kind of got a little bit more into Brock and Cody. But, yeah, the the match... Again, you have two co-main events, but you split them with another match. Yeah, you put That's up, my problem. I was like, "What is this? Like, this?" If you rolled it right into Brock and Cody, okay, and then you end up with Brock and Cody, and they they people down there again. Puerto Rican culture is very different. Their idea of wrestling is very different. It's uh, very Vince McMahonish in certain spots where they love monster heels like that. Like they love Brock Lesnar. Right. They were going to pop for Brock regardless. Cody spoke like eight words of Spanish during the week, and like they're like, "Fuck it, we love you too." So it's one of those things, like, they would have been hot for that. It's really Kevin and Sammy and all that stuff. Like, that could have been somewhere else. If you have co-main events, then go back-to-back and have co-main events. Well, I didn't understand it because it was like, the
2: co-main event is up next. And I, like, looked. I went to Wikipedia. Because meanwhile, as you you know, I got four screens on. Yep. I got the Warriors-Lakers game on on the screen. I think that game was on at that point. Phenomenal game. yeah. Yeah. And on another screen, I got Canelo. And then on another screen, I got UFC 288. Yep. And in my head, I was like, well, maybe they're waiting. They want to do this before the main events. But
1: no, it,
2: like nobody cared about the Canelo main event like no. that. Anybody who was watching Backlash was not watching Canelo. No. Except for like me and you. Yeah. And we were doing it for work. Yep. And that was a one-fight card. It was legitimately a one-fight card. Damn near was, UFC was a one-fight card. UFC was not good. We'll talk about that later this week. It wasn't a great card. Um, but I'm, look, I'm just like, yo, you have all this opportunity, but then you say it's the co-main event. And I'm looking. I'm like, no, it's not. And then the bloodline comes out, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and they do this match, which was fine. A little long in the tooth. It wasn't great. So, uh, like, we're going to run down like the show, but I had tweeted that ever since Vince, quote-unquote, came back, the bloodline has lost a lot of steam. And people were in my mentions like, Vince was doing the storyline for two years. No, 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 no. You're missing my point. The, Vince wasn't doing the Sami Zayn bloodline story. No. The last year, that was with Vince gone. Yeah. And as we all know, and we we can't act like Vince would have done this, Vince would have killed the Sami Zayn bloodline story about two weeks later. He kills everything. He would have murdered it. Like, it wouldn't have went as long. So when I said the bloodline story lost steam, I'm talking about Owens, Zayn. I'm not counting Riddle because I don't like it. And I don't. I I just, I don't. I don't. I don't like it. It just, it don't feel the same. Right? It just doesn't, like, it's them two. I don't need a third.
1: That story ended. And it's Okay. The Zayn part of the bloodline and everything, it ended at Mania. This is the transition to whatever's next. And it's not going to go on for three years. The bloodline might, and that's their own story. But the Zayn chapter literally ended at Mania. That was the culmination. Like, we don't... Anything after this doesn't even count towards that. Like, well, it ended how it's supposed to end, and that was it. So, that match, so it's like, I'm like, it's lost
2: momentum because... You're still involving Zayn and Owens, and there's still, like, to me, I, I didn't think that these stories were ending after Mania. Because I mentioned that. I said, well, you could always get another match between Sammy and Roman if you really want to. Yeah. Right? Like, you can always get another match with Roman. Like, you can always get a match with, I mean, Roman and Kevin if you wanted to. And obviously, Cody and Roman. I felt like all those were still here. And then they were like, nope, cut them off. And then we do this six-man tag, which feels like a blow-off. I'm like, this is whatever. It should have opened the show or yes. somewhere in the middle of the show. Like, I don't know where it should have been. That was a banger, but it, yes. Oh, well, yeah. Bianca Neo. We'll, like I said, we'll talk about all those matches.
1: Yeah, we could work our way backwards.
2: Actually. Yeah. But I, but this match was, I know the purpose of the match was to start to build the dissension between the Usos and, and uh, Solo. Solo. And I, I get it. But it like to come after Bad Bunny and before the main event, it just, it felt weird. It was out of place. And, and now the dynamic as we're – because now, clearly, on Raw, they've moved them away. Yep. So, not, like, no more mention. And this is why when I say Vince is back and people are like, he never left. I was like, bro, he left. Like, trust me. He was gone for a minute. These stories would not have played out the way they did if Vince was still around. And you could tell when he's back. Those reports, whether you want to believe him or not, just kind of watch the show and watch how he gets rid of things. Because – Two weeks before that happened or like right after WrestleMania, you still had Sammy and Jay interacting. Yeah. A lot. And it felt like they stayed. They were going somewhere with it and now it just ended. Yep. Like no rhyme or reason. It just ended. Now, obviously, of Champions, they won't be defending the tag titles there because Sammy doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. I understand that. It just felt like a weird end to this feud to do the six-man tag. And the worst person out of this is Riddle because what the fuck is he doing now? Was well, Solo moving away?
1: I don't know. That's what I'm he saying. Goes. But this is why it's just a Vince decision. Like, and he ends this with like getting no retribution. Nothing. Again, he came back into this because Solo put him on the shelf and it made sense. So you come back, you help them, you're a third person. You got to get your revenge on Solo because kayfabe, that's why you were gone. Right. Every time now for three weeks, Solo just whooped your ass even more. Got nerfed. Now you just got spiked again, ate the pin. And then it was like, all right, go about your way. Like, I, 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 yo,
2: got I, no retribution on Solo's to go. It was like, again, it was like Vince came in and looked at it and was like, all right, let's end this. And they were like, no, we still got more. End it. And they ended it, and they finished it. And it was like, at Backlash, I was like watching that match, and I was like,
1: yeah. I mean, Roman completely disappearing is probably not the best thing. Well, that's also for not the for best. these storylines. Yeah. Like, if you want to be like, okay, we got a little more meat on bone, let's keep it going. Like they were just like Roman's like yeah I'm not showing up and they're just like all right what six weeks five weeks six weeks yeah he hasn't been on TV since what like right Mania? after Mania yeah so it was like Raw after Mania yeah and then he bounced and they're advertising him for SmackDown so that's almost five and a half weeks now people will say well have they you know they've been
2: doing the the bloodline dissension storyline I was like yeah that's cool but yeah it, you need the guy yeah like you need you need the guy or else you need to. You need to do
1: something with hate. Like, something is missing in that angle now. It shows you the importance of Sami Zayn last year. Yes. Because this was always kind of going to be ebb and flow, get a little stale. Yes. It was on the verge of being stale, so Sami showed up. And Sami stole the show, right? Like, but now he's not going to be there for the bloodline forever. No. So now it's just like, okay. Now who's going to carry it when Roman's gone? And they're saying Solo can carry it when Roman's gone. And I, that's a lot on a guy who is still very new. He is yeah. not Sami Zayn. And he's promising, but this is his first year. He debuted in September. Right. He just got here. And they're just like, yeah, you're going to carry this program, which is the biggest faction because the other guy's a part-timer. An amazing champion and legend and sure. everything, but he's a part time. We don't see him. No, so it's just like it's it's a tall ask of him of solo Jimmy J. So it's going to be a little stale. I, I don't mind moving Sammy and, and KO onto something else. Like there's some tag teams for them to feud with um, on the weekly, and then after Night of Champions, you got to kind of start building that next feud with someone, which. I think there's plenty of tag teams now. Like, are there? But, and on Raw, who's there? So on Raw, we just saw Imperium, which is cool if Gunther they are, and they already beat him. shows up. Yeah, they beat him. But, I mean, there's like a, a Gunther play there for for a quick second. If you want to have Sammy versus Gunther. They won't do that. KO versus Gunther. Um, They teased DIY, which they're not ready yet for a title picture. No. But that's a good tag team. I don't know. I guess Street Profits went to SmackDown. Right. So that's a little weird. I don't know. They're going to manufacture somebody to fucking
2: fight with. Well, you know, now they're trying to say, oh, they're floating between both shows. I'm like,
1: guys, you got to make a difference. Oh, Bloodline. That was my idea before, right? Bloodline versus them is, is kind of a natural thing. But I think it kind of has to be Balor and Priest. They, all they do is lose.
2: They have, like, Judgment Day has no momentum. I don't know. They're still pretty hot for guys who lose they're, all the time. I mean, they're great, but it's it's like damage control, right? They're like two factions that Finn were in won. But then he lost. Then he lost. Like he <laughs> lost clean. So it's yeah. like you you're in a, this spot where you're building match, You're building these heel factions, but you know the only way really heel factions work is if they fucking win.
1: They have two that win consistent. Who Imperium. The guy at the they top don't, no, the Gunther, guy at the top never lose. Yeah. That, and that's all you need in a good faction. Well, what I'm saying the guy is, at the top can never lose. The guy at the top of Imperium does not lose. And the guy at the top of the bloodline does not lose. Those two pretty good factions.
2: But they're like, those are good factions, but you have to heat up the rest of the faction. At some point, right? At some point. Yeah.
1: So like Judgment Day. Imperium should have some type of tag team run to go along.
2: You would think. But they just got they got beat for no real reason by Owens and Zayn. So it kind of it neuters them like immediately because you go, okay, they lost. Judgment Day, they don't win they shit. It's like Rhea, and that's it. So I, I look at that as like, man, you got to build some heel facts for the babyfaces to deal with. Like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens right now have no resistance. Yeah. None. Not a good place for a tag team to be, especially a babyface tag team mm-hmm. that they got together with the sole purpose of demolishing the bloodline. They got the titles. The story kind of like ended abruptly. I'm sure they could pick it up if they wanted to. But it's like who? They really to? haven't
1: demolished the bloodline.
2: No, they they just won the titles. That's why I was, I was so confused how this is ending and splitting them. I'm like, oh, I thought there was more to this because the the end game is to end the bloodline. The the end. I, I always thought the end game was to figure out how to finally get Jay to understand what Sammy's been saying this entire time and get back to Jay versus Roman. That's what I always thought it was going to be. And maybe Roman beats up everybody. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be phenomenal. It would be funny. It, like more than anything else. But I thought there was something that like there's no finality to it. So this six man tag at, at Backlash, I was like, and again, i said it from the jump. I riddle's in it, and I'm like, I don't why is he here? And he's
1: a third body,
2: man. He he's a third body get now. He takes the pin. He takes the pin. Now he has no momentum. Where is he? Raw? Raw. Doing what? Nothing. Not- he has nothing to do. He they Wasn't brought, in the tournament, and he was the big comeback at WrestleMania Monday. The yeah. raw after WrestleMania was like, really him? They, it, was, it wasn't great. So that that match being where it was at,
1: and the fallout from it, he'll has to lose. But I wouldn't mind him versus Gunther in a real program.
2: It, it, it's making it some good matches. It would if Riddle can get some damn momentum, like. I'm big on momentum. Like, you just can't throw guys into matches and expect people to believe. Like, I want to believe for a second that somebody can win. Of course, on TV, you put matches together. Like, when Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens wrestled Imperium, you go, they're not losing this match, right? That's fine. Yeah. Until you get to a point where it's like, well, we need the tag team to to run up against them. Somebody. Now you have nobody because they're just beating up people on TV, and it doesn't make any sense. The Imperium play, like, the Gunther play is – if you heat riddle up, now that's a pay-per-view program. Yeah. But he's got to win some fucking matches first.
1: Yeah. Got to beat somebody. He's getting nerfed. Um, What else? Uh, let's talk about Zelina Vega. Yeah. So, I mean, coming out, Puerto Rican flag gear, everything. One, before the match even starts, she's damn near full tears. Yeah. Full tears in the ring. And you could tell how much it meant to her and being in that spot. And then the match wasn't long, but... I don't think it had to be. No. She hit enough spots. Everything was cool. Rhea goes over because it's Rhea. Duh. And still Zelina gets the standing ovation at the end. And it shows like, okay, no, like she can be a, a good wrestler for this roster. Yeah. And she does what she does very well, which she is the valet for what is now a pretty decent faction Yeah, they in got, LWL. They're They're, they're good.
2: I want him to heat up Santos, though. Oh, yeah, by himself? Yeah. Because
1: he's really good. Very.
2: Like, he's really, really good. And it's cool that he's running with Ray. And it's weird because he's a baby face, and I see him as a heel. He's always a-, a heel. And I'm like, <laughs> you're going to have to turn on Ray at some point. Yes. I don't know when it's going to happen, but you're going to have to turn back heel. But it's been fun to watch this run, and Zelina's good. She's like a, a Rana machine. like That's like her best move. She's movement. also a heel. like at Yeah, heart. right. She's not a baby. So it's like, somehow they got to pivot all this stuff back because- Zelina's a better heel. Santos is a better heel. Like, Santos versus Ray could be a really good feud at some point for the mask. I don't know, right? Like, some they got, they could figure something out. But the match with Rhea, like, I saw shout out to the, the homies of Busted Open. Mark Henry, uh Dreamer and Bully Ray were talking about how there was a kind of a missed opportunity with Zelina winning the title and then putting it on her father's grave and because he passed away in yeah And I was like, yeah. No. No. Um <laughs> out of nowhere. Well, cause I was like, she got the hero's welcome. Nobody thought she was gonna win. They got the few hope spots. You always gotta have those. But then it's Puerto Rico's one night. Yeah. Right? Like, if she shows up on SmackDown with that title, the fans are gonna be like, yay. it's yeah. not gonna be the same. It'll be Foley. You gotta drop it again. Yeah, yeah. like it's fine. Like she lost, it's it's fine. Um, and like she's a she's in a weird spot on Raw, right? Their faction's on Raw. Or is he on
1: SmackDown? I thought they were still on SmackDown.
2: They're still on SmackDown. Fucking. I don't I think. Yeah, whatever. Brand split. Yeah. But it's. it's Figure it out. She's not beating anybody in that Raw. She's not beating any of the top stars. It's totally fine. And you're not going to sacrifice Rhea for that. No. Like, right for now. night of. Yeah. You, no. So, Rhea did the right thing. They, they put Rhea over. I, as soon as I turned on Raw, and I was like, this reeks of Vince McMahon. Like, they had a wrestle Dana Brooke. And I was like, all right. Jobber. Sure. And it was like, oh no, who's coming out? Natalia. And I'm like, all right, come on, guys. I go again. Like, Natalia always comes out to get nerfed. Like her job is to be a feud. Women's big show. But why do we there is there has never been an instance in the last decade where Natty shows up and I'm like, boy, she got a chance. Yeah.
1: There's no momentum behind that.
2: No. <laughs> it never no. happened. Like, I've never gone, whew. That Natty Rhea match. Now he's got a t- chance to dethrone her. She's always the first feud. Yeah, she's always the one who comes in and talks. And I'm the OG and blah blah blah. And I'm the what she calls off the boat, the best of all time. Sure. Yeah.
1: That what a horrible
2: way to go. It's awful. And then she <laughs> they sink the boat every time. And yeah. then she disappears.
1: <laughs> the Titanic.
2: I, like that stare down. I was like, this is this is no good. No. This is this is a Vince thing. It has to be. It just didn't. The Dana yeah. Brooke thing, I was like, anybody can get jobbed out. Yeah, that's and, fine. You're on TV. And I saw people squeeding. Give Dana a chance. No, she's not a good wrestler. She's gotten better. That's not... I'm
1: not sure with that. Uh, if the that bar's means. on
2: the floor. Now the bar's on my shoelaces. The bar's still very low. Sure. She's not good. So... She ain't beating Rhea. No. It's and fine
1: for her to get nerfed. I don't need this to be a championship program. Like, if, if Natalia's the Stay Busy TV program... I'm almost okay with it, but I don't need this to be the money in the bank.
2: Hell, I don't need to be night champion. I don't need to be any of that. No, this is this is a cool week to week thing. But again, my point is like having I mean, them. They won't be at
1: night a champions. Oh, they, be. they allow women now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's always one women's
2: man. But uh, the stare down I felt was like so unnecessary because I was like, dog, ain't nobody feeling. It.
1: No, this is oh. a joke. Trish and Becky had a decent stare. Yeah. Um, Becky came back with a low ass. I, I see
2: now I'm starting to wonder like are they gonna work the champions or I think so. Cuz you cause beyond... it seems like
1: a Saudi thing to be like I want to see Trish Stratus. Like they they love people from the night.
2: Yeah, but then maybe you have to be all dressed up and then some of the fans be upset and can't well, say listen, nothing. I don't know what to talk. take it off, take it off. Trish on. looks phenomenal. But... Trish look like to be She's aging Tr- reverse. Tr- Trish is 47? I
0: Almost, no, no, almost she, I think she's
2: all in that. She's closing on her and leader are close to the same age, but yeah, she looks incredible, incredible. And I'm still blown away that she got drafted. I was like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> How long is she gonna be here? To get yeah, like,
2: if you get drafted. Like who? Who's drafting a 37 year old quarterback? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's doing that. I don't but, know.
1: She on the Tom Brady shit though. I don't.
2: It is what it is. But she's great. The, the, I think the program with Becky will be will be fun. Um, Bianca got booed. Yo, all right, so. <laughs> So, I'm, wa- I'm not thinking anything of this. I have much of the screen. Like, I'm watching the match, I'm like, yeah, they're really into EO tonight. Yeah. EO's the honorary reporter. Right. Fantastic match. I mean, uh, for, like, some people were like, this is Bianca's best match. I was like, did you guys not watch WrestleMania with her and in, in, in Sasha? No? 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 Her and Becky? No? Yeah. Those are her best matches. This was up there. This was up there. Absolutely.
1: Up there. 100%. She's now putting a catalog of oh, those yes. Together, for a long time, it was like she was very raw. She missed a lot of spots. It was a little weird. The the gimmick came way before the in-ring. Yes. She was always athletic, but it wasn't like she wasn't telling stories Again. necessarily. Yes. She was just hitting the, hitting the hits, hitting yes. the spots, and then getting the hell out of there. Now there's, like, the story being told and built through it. This was great. Like, she... She, like,
2: I, I know this. We're getting to the point of, for certain people, there's going to be Bianca exhaustion. It's just, it's natural. She's going to run out of opponents. Like, 400 days. Yeah. It, it's, it happens. Yeah. I get it. But she's still got a reality show coming. Like, she's incredible. And this match was indicative of how great she is. Um, the one hand gorilla player slam is selling their arm while doing it. Now, granted, to EO. Go right on
1: her face. Yeah. EO. There was no <laughs> flip
2: over. No, she, <laughs> just, no turnover there. No. But, so she gets booed, and I was, like, trying to figure out why. I was like, maybe this is an ironic crowd tonight, right? Yeah. Mecca from Two Boys texts me. Yeah. So he watches it later that night. Um, he texts me, and he was like, oh, Bianca's getting booed. And I was like, yep. I was like, just watch the match. He's like, oh, it's a really good match. So later on the show, he texts me. He's like, hey, man, all the black people are getting booed. The dark skinned people? He's like, Puerto Rico is <laughs> racist. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, you might be right. Because Bobby Lashley got booed. Yeah, Omos got booed. Omos got booed. Bianca was the babyface. She got booed. It's Not great. I was like, oh, we're setting a precedent here. Puerto Rico is racist. <laughs> Colorism's a thing in the Caribbean. Yeah. And I, they clearly like, you know, they was like, we'll take that the, the Japanese girl over yeah, black yeah. girl, the ponytail. They
1: just thought she was probably
2: light-skinned. Sure. <laughs> um, but they, they knew she wasn't white, and they knew she was kind of light-skinned. The, the beautiful thing about the match is that Bianca's getting booed, and it wasn't a jolt that she was like, oh, no, I'm getting booed. She was like, all right, I'm going to kind of modulate my style so I can work this heat. And Io, at the same time, was like, I'm going to work babyface this match. Yep. And it turned out to be an excellent match. Like, they, these two delivered. Bianca, she's the best woman's wrestling in the world right now.
1: Oh. Cool. Who's better than her right now? I mean, I'd, I'd have to. I don't know. I don't I, watch enough stardom. Look, I, like, I got <laughs> <laughs> to. That's, 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 that's a
2: Justin Ivy question. I mean, I would be. Bianca's so good, I would be fascinated of watching her in stardom work those women. Oh. Because she's athletic. She's strong. Like, she lays in, she lays in stiff when she needs to. And yeah,
1: Bianca's the best. I mean, I Booking can't. Booking aside or just, like, actual, like. Just, when we're going bell to bell, when the bell rings. Her she, and Jamie Hayter are the best in the world. She's better yeah. than Jamie.
2: They're very good. I, I think Jamie is good, but Jamie does Jamie really gets her legs cut out mm, from under her with the booking sometimes. Yeah, but no, I, in terms <laughs> of the in-ring, like, I think Deanna Parraza is better than Jamie Hayden. I think Deanna oh. Diana, And this is, again, not a knock on Jamie Hayden. No, Deanna. Deanna's really she's, good. She's good. The Virtuoso was really, yeah. really good. Now, obviously, there's Mercedes, who did fantastic work. We just haven't seen enough of Mercedes. Yeah, like, yeah that match year. was incredible. Though. It, it was, was great. Last, yeah, man. But I think Bianca's now put together this, like you mentioned, a catalog of you can go through her matches, and they're different. Yeah. Right? Like, they're different matches with different highlights and different things that she does that nobody else can do. And it's not because she's big. It's just she's wildly athletic. She's innovative. And she works this baby face angle really well, even Mm in peril. Like, everything she does clicks. Eventually, it's weird because you look at the roster and you go, well, clearly her and Charlotte are going to collide. Sooner or later. But it's like, well, how
1: long can we drag this out? Her and Charlotte, her and Rhea, there's actually a lot still there. Um, I would love to see them at some point close the her and Shayna Baszler what? narrative. I've been begging for that for how yeah, long for now? So long. Like, it's right there. They're both on Raw now. Right, and I think Rhonda's hurt still. Yes, it is. I rather Shayna than Natty in this in this month and a half. Yeah. Like little thing, bring back what she did to her in NXT, and you. It the history heats up Shayna a little bit. It does because she hasn't it. been. Yeah, she hasn't been losing. because no. so, she hasn't been on TV. So, like, you just play into the longest reigning NXT, and then her beating her ass all those times. You have all the footage. Show it and show Bianca can overcome it. That's. Right. That's a few people would care about. I've been
2: begging for this feud for two years now. Yes. Because I was like, it's right in front of you. Yep. All you have to do. And all, they
1: never run her on the no, main roster.
2: Yeah. All you got to do is have Shayna whoop some ass for about two months. What they, AEW has this problem as well. The mid-card of the women's division is no development. Tough. And you have to build
1: people to challenge for the title. Unless you're a horsewoman. Of course. Because then you get your own program. Then you get your own (laughs) mid-card feud, and you're always on television, and they can heat you up in a minute. But if you're not them, you're stuck. Like, even Asuka went into Mania. Cool. They built her specifically for Mania. We ain't seen her since. Ain't seen her since.
2: Which, all right, fine. Whatever. We'll figure it out. But but Shayna is arguably the most underutilized woman on that roster. Yeah. She was an NXT champion who's developed exceptionally well. She rides shocking with Ronda
1: Rousey. You know why. Well. We know. And for a second, she had a glimmer of hope. But uh, the decision maker, when it comes to women, still very set yeah. in, in a specific thing a woman has to have to be at the top. It, they, they have certain women, and we're going to get back
2: to Backlash because we're looking at the landscape of the women's division. You have Shotzi who you've done, like, nothing with. No. You just, she loses all the time. Yes, you guys love Liv
1: Morgan, obviously. Cool. I mean, she's great, right? Yeah. Raquel still don't and connect to me, but. You guys got, got to turn her heel. Yeah, they're doing, they're doing the, the, the four pillars thing, and it's she's one in the, there. It's, she's one of like things, it's one of those things
2: when Raquel turns on Liv, because that's how it's got to happen. We're going to clap. Because we're not going to boo. We're going to be like, thank you, thank you. because to get rid she, of the
1: flexi. We gotta the get flexi, all this dumb shit.
2: shit. Yeah. We just need to put her in all black. That's, that's it. So we do the, the Braun j- breaker. That's it. It was like, hey, no more colors for you. Just wear all black, and everybody was like, that's a heel. That shit worked though. It did. Braun's exponentially <laughs> but, better. But you got, um, you have women on the roster that you can develop into title challengers or buffers before a title challenger. But you have to. They got to do something. They like they're doing nothing. Like you, you just like I clearly see a way that. Elbow Fire, because that's what my caption says. Elbow <laughs> Fire versus Bianca could be a really good match. Yeah. But you got to split her up from the tag team. But you, these women got to win. Shayna's got to just start winning. That's we need they time, they we need time, y'all. They need. And you got fucking Five Hours TV. Figure it out. Yeah. Five Hours.
0: Figure it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Find a location near you at
0: bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Raw has been putting a little more like tag team stuff has been a little bit more predominant on SmackDown than Raw. But like they try to find a, a good tag team match or two every program now. They're just not finding the two or three women's matches yeah, in those three them. hours. Just All you
2: got to do is elevate somebody. And they're just, they're not doing it. Um, the U.S. title match. Well, actually, I want to go to Rollins versus Omos. Okay. I was about to say that U.S. title match wasn't bad either. No, it wasn't. Rollins versus Omos is funny because Michael Cole, I guess for Peacock Plus subscribers, you get to see how we got there. And I was treated, I was like, Michael Cole should probably watch this because he doesn't know how we got here. <laughs> Nobody knows how we got to this no. match. Still fun. It's Seth Rollins. Like,
1: dude, the man's just, he's an incredible talent. He's had. He's hit another gear right now. Somehow, he did. I mean, Becky did all those, like, shoot interviews where it seems as though her, he and her felt very disrespected by, like, the attention given to everyone else currently. Uh, no, he took that shit personally because he's hit a whole other level. Of He was just like, you know what? My gimmick's really over. Yeah, Everyone chants for me. I'm not going to lose right now. Because for so long, it was like, yo, Seth can lose because it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah. Like, you put Cody over, he puts everyone over. Whatever. And then he was like, no, you know what? I'm really fucking over. And I have held this belt in like five years. So, like, yeah, I think it's time for me to start winning and see what I got here. And he's gotten a banger off everyone. And they're like, yo, no build, no rhyme or reason. You're gonna wrestle the giant Omos. I just again, like, I don't I don't get it. I
2: still don't get it. It did nothing for Omas. It was, was he a, on TV? No. He's a free agent. He's one of those guys. he showed show up on Friday. Him and Von Wagner and, and Brock Lesnar. I told you it was over for him. He just won. It's, it's over for him. He beat Otis. You know it's over. Um, but this match happened, and it was it was fine. And it was you know it was entertaining. It was better than we thought it would be. But it's because of Seth Rollins. He's really fucking good. But it's almost like, what are we doing with this guy?
1: Hurt business doesn't come back. I don't know what you're doing anyway. I have no idea. I, don't know why, I still don't know why this match was booked. Her business bloodline, Roman comes back Friday. If Lashley doesn't come out to confront him, I don't know what we're doing. Well, Lashley's also in this tournament, which is stupid. Like this tournament, Lashley lost in the tournament. It's a wrap for him. What? No.
2: Do- Lashley works. Oh, he works. He's on, he's on SmackDown. Yeah, him in Theory
1: work again on SmackDown.
2: Yeah. So let's let's talk about the tournament, and then we're gonna talk about this. So the United States match, fine. Cool. We're just running this into the tournament because uh, yeah. they're wrestling right. again. We're doing this again.
1: All right, cool. With a new third person.
2: Uh, I don't know I don't who it is. Know. I don't care. Here's, here's what's baffling to me. On Monday, Hunter says, well, we need a champion who's going to represent the band. We don't need no part-timer. It's going to be a Raw-centric title. Let's do this draft. All right, we split the brands. Friday comes. We're going to do this tournament. We're going to include both brands. Why? I guess if you win... Yeah, sure, you whatever. You then have to go to Raw. But then why, we, why, why didn't we do this before the draft? It's a very good question. Why didn't we just establish, like, because if we would have just established the champions and then, I don't even like the idea of champions moving. Like, just. You are where you are. Right. If you're the, if you're the Raw yeah. champion, the Raw women's champion. You are raw. Stay there. We'll build the division. We'll draft the division around you. Exactly, because we need somebody to beat her. Yeah, but we don't got to move you. No. So it's like I didn't understand the logic in that, and then saying, and "Well, we still
1: haven't switched belts."
2: No, and you know Bianca's showing up to SmackDown with a red, red belt. belt. Yeah,
1: they haven't switched what, belts. What
2: are you doing? So now we have this tournament on SmackDown for a title that's going to be relegated to Raw, and we just did the draft. We just did it. It's so confusing. Why are we even having this tournament with SmackDown superstars?
1: So the other match is Edge, AJ, AJ Styles, Styles Rey Mysterio. Yeah, It's good match. Yeah, and then <laughs> Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and God knows who. Uh, right now, Lashley has to win that first match. No, he doesn't.
2: Wait, is, is who is it? Lashley Theory and who? I'm not sure the third. Whoever it is, the third person probably is going to eat the pin. If yeah. if you want to have fun. Is Corbin not in there? No, Corbin's not even... He's not even on TV. He hasn't do anything. If you want to have fun, if you just want to have a really good match... Look, I've, I've said it... I, I told you how Cody was going to get taken out of this tournament. I was right. Brock shows up, pulls out Cody, and now yeah. they're doing a street fight at Night of the Champions I'm like... Is it a street fight?
1: It's a street fight. But, oh, I thought he was like, well, I want to fight. I thought
2: that I'm it. pretty sure it's going to end up
1: as a street fight. We just had a street
2: fight. Yeah, I know. We need but
1: something else. Whatever. Um, Sheamus...
2: Okay, Theory, Sheamus. Lashley, Sheamus. Sheamus could eat the pin.
1: Yeah, for Lashley. Or
2: yeah, but you, you ain't gonna have Theory eat the pin. <laughs> theory. So goes. there's two ways I think this is going. Like I told you, this this term is wildly predictable to me. Yeah, we all knew Seth Rollins was making it to the finals. Yeah. there was no question. Some people was like, maybe Nakamura. I just watched Nakamura lose the Carrion Cross. He's not winning. And we saw Rollins beat. As soon as I saw Finn Balor, I was like, the motherfucker never wins. He's out. So now we got Rollins versus somebody.
1: Who won a match? Stop disrespecting Fetty. I'm just telling you match. the truth.
2: He don't win anything. <laughs> like, the, the Judgment Day are basically big jobbers. Yeah. Outside big of Rhea. Yeah. But they're, they're big jobbers. Yeah. They, they job in the big-time matches. Yeah. No disrespect to mommy. They don't win the big one. So if you want to have fun at night as champions, AJ Styles should win. Because AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, if you just want to. Oh, if you just want to match. Because if, if the conclusion is already foregone. Let's not waste Bobby Lashley in this match because I kind of would like to see Bobby Lashley win if he was going to be in this tournament, but I feel like the only reason he was moved to SmackDown is because Roman needs new bodies to deal with along the way unless the bloodline implodes and then Roman's just dealing with the bloodline, which is also possible. I doubt it. But AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins on paper, you put that in Saudi Arabia, I don't even know if they care about wrestling that much, but you're getting a banger out of Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. None of us think AJ Styles is gonna win because obviously the rest of his crew's on SmackDown. Another reason why the tournament the draft is stupid. You're damn sure ain't moving the whole
1: crew. You're not because they what I'm got saying. drafted together. So if it ain't because like, AJ Styles wins, you gotta move Gallows, Anderson, and me and you. Me and him. You're not doing that.
2: No. I Sheamus isn't winning. No. Ray Mysterio isn't winning. Uh Theory isn't winning. Nope. Edge, Edge is the only other one that could win. Edge versus Seth is a really United champions. I'd watch. That. This is a good match, but it ain't better than Seth versus AJ. No, but the only thing about Edge versus Seth is that you could say you could kind of go
1: well. Maybe Edge will win. Yeah, there's there's intrigue. Yeah, there's intrigue there. He gave up big gold right when he retired with the neck injury. Yeah. Well, I was, believe he had big gold. He gave it up. Yeah. Well, I don't know what this is. I'm not calling this big. I don't know what this title. It's is. It's the world heavyweight championship, it's completely but it's not made big up. gold. It's completely made. It's up. It's the same distinction. No, it's it's made up. I I can't. WWE it, heavyweight championship. It's it's the lineage. That's
2: what Big is, gold was I, the lineage is a mess because it was a WCW title originally. Was big, big gold. The lineage of it is a mess, and they're bringing it back just to have somebody on the show. But Rollins should win it. That's that. That should be the tournament. AJ Styles or Seth Rollins at neither champions. Fantastic. But um, Bobby Lashley, like this match, again, it's like uh, uh, Bronson Reed got pinned, right? Yep. They're protecting Bobby for Roman. That's how you set up a feud. It's like Bobby don't lose to nobody. Yeah, he didn't get the title off of Theory, but he never got pinned either. No. And Bronson Reed's the guy who just kind of jobbed it out, which is fine. They can heat him back up at any time. Maybe Theory pinned Sheamus though, to just keep Bobby just completely out of it. Well, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to end up with like Theory and AJ Styles or something like that to get to the final, which, again, is fine. It's just all roles said I like Seth- that. Seth Rollins wins this title. Yeah. That's it. Because then that could be a feud for Theory after. Right. Like there's things that you – I always felt like you do these tournaments to work in feuds. And the only feud that we really worked in is Brock coming back to just smash. As soon as I got Cody in the tournament, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> like there's no way. Like they know what they're doing. They're getting him out of this tournament to deal with Brock. And Brock looked fucked up. <laughs> like, oh, he got cut the hard way. Yeah, that
1: them stitches and the black eye oh. and the bloodshot eye. I was like, damn, Brock. I was like, yo, he didn't try to brace at all for this. Like he knew the spot was coming. Yeah, he just he ate he was it. just like, all right, fuck it, we just gonna go he all out. It. He ate it, but good th- promo by him though. It was very very scary into the camera.
2: So that that's it, that that three way for the United States Championship theory wins. crouch the hot whatever. And is there another match? Did they go right into? The Bad Bunny match after
1: this? Yeah. So uh, I'll bring it back up. But we had Rollins, Theory, Rhea Zelina, which we talked about, Bad Bunny, Bloodline, and That Cody. That hey, was okay. the card. So Cody and Brock.
2: I'm watching this match, and I'm like, I can see why people... Like, I I know Cody was like, fuck. Cody was getting thrown around that ring, something serious by Brock. Oh. Brock was slinging him. And I don't know... I thought it was going to be a Cena-type massacre for a second. Well... Um, Cody winning is, I don't have a problem with it, but it starts to go to my concern that happened with Lashley. Do you come out the other end good if
1: you're only sneaking out wins? He's got to win. No, you're okay if you're Cody doing it to Brock. The first Lash- time. Lashley, regardless, Lashley to Brock is different because he's a big-ass dude, and you're well, like, yeah. yo, you should be able to just go mano-a-mano. As good as Cody is, to beat Brock, you're always going to have to outsmart him in some regard. Well, yeah. I mean,
2: so you're saying Brock is an idiot. Because he always be gets pinned by dumb shit, right? That's it. Every time. Uh, Kamora. Let it go, Brock. No. no one, was- two, three. <laughs> ah, fuck.
1: But like, as the smaller babyface guy, yeah. You can so, you can always win by crook. But my concern
2: is, I feel I think this is going to be a three three show match. Oh, that'd be horrible. Because it not, runs into money in the bank. It's not ending. And not as champions. So nah. he's not winning money in the bank. He's probably going to lose, right? But he has to beat him clean. The only way this can end and help Cody is if he wins clean. I just think he needs the briefcase. I, I mean, maybe, I don't know, man. I just don't feel like there's, there's no way we have a, a, a rubber, a 50-50, and it just ends. No, I thought Cody would have to win again and just skunk Brock. No, Who does that? Like, Nobody I don't, does that. I don't feel like even Brock would sit there and laugh at you if you told him that. <laughs> yeah. Brock, you're going to lose two matches in a row. Ha ha. Get yeah, the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah. Very what? funny. Where's Vince? That's how it goes, right? Where's Vince to fix it? Hey, Hunter, am I losing two matches in a row? Yeah. All right. Call your dad because I
1: ain't losing two matches in a row. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, not yet. That's true. I don't. I feel like that's why it can't be a stipulation. It's going to be a to this match. Call it a fight. As soon as you call it a fight. I understand. I want the intensity It'll be unsanctioned. Stuff. No, see? Because I want the intensity. I want somehow for it to just end because Brock beat the shit out of him. But usually that's by DQ. Like Brock just doesn't stop. Yeah. If it's unsanctioned like, or street fight, there's no way to logically stop this. So, sure. Maybe he just beats him unconscious. And that's how he takes his one. Whatever. Cody's tough. Injury angle, Brock's like, all right, told you, whatever. Cody wins the briefcase. Maybe he's like a surprise entrant. You think he's hurt. He comes back just to win the briefcase. Then you can continue Brock at whatever the fuck's after. I don't even care if it's the SummerSlam match as the rubber match. You take this shit all summer. I'm okay with that. Cody just needs to win the briefcase at the end of June in London. London. (sighs) Yeah. In London. You got to find a way for him and Brock to take a break if you want it to be a rubber match. Because it makes no sense for them to have the blow-off match in London. And then what do you do with Cody? He needs a path to at least one of the titles, preferably the one on Roman. He does not need a path to pass the other title. No, I, I hate that idea. But just in case, he got to be... There's no reason for him to not hold any title. Man's red hot. You need to find something... <laughs> And the briefcase is kind of more immediate than everything else. It's,
2: it's weird because, you know, again, if, if Vince is back, I don't trust him to do to the book right that thing. that far. Yeah. I, I don't even trust him to do the right thing. Like, I look at this situation where it's like, all right, well, he wants
1: Cody and Brock.
2: That's what we're, we're going to get.
1: Cody now, might be a Vince McMahon guy, though. Mm, mm, I don't know. Vince gave him the bag. It's not like Tripp negotiated that. Like, he sat down. He did I know, a handshake but, deal with Vince. Handshake deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he came back and... The the reason Cody got hurt, came back, and won Royal Rumble isn't because Trips. It's because that shit was in the script before he got hurt, and it was always going to be Cody versus Roman. And uh-huh. Trips was like, hey, I got the same as Ian guy. And even the people, even Vince is gone. They're just like, nah, this is still the fucking dude. Well, yeah. Like, it's, like again, so I wouldn't you, you be surprised
2: go. if the language was in the contract that he would not be surprised. Like I wouldn't have came if I'm Cody, I wouldn't have came back unless I was guaranteed something. Main
1: eventing mania, yeah, Like yeah. the language has but to be. Then, my I'm pretty sure Trips looked at that. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you're guaranteed to main event mania. This don't say shit about winning. So we're gonna make you earn it. I, I'm not sure Vince makes Cody earn it. Nah, I think I, I think Vince might have put him over. <laughs> I don't know. And like a, a heat wave move.
2: I don't know. Because now that Cody lost at WrestleMania, he was at his absolute hottest. we got to yeah. work his way back into it. If he wins the briefcase, it just really becomes a matter of when are you going to cash in on Roman? Because there is no reason to go after the other title. It's no. illogical for yes. him to go after the no, other no. title. But we're, we're looking too far ahead. Vince ain't looking this far ahead. Vince probably doesn't know when Money in the Bank is. The man's 78. I know. You saw yeah. me last time. He was like, who's in this match?
1: And again, worst theory. When you're 78, though, fuck it. I don't know if I'm gonna be here tomorrow. I'm ain't, I ain't booking a year, and, year and a half down the road. I might not be here. That's I, that's just old man mentality. Old white man mentality. will ruin everything. You, well, last time you talked to old people, they don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't. <laughs> but
2: anything past today. But like backlash as a whole was a really was a fun show. Like. I saw people, like, talking about, like, this is the hottest string of – I was like, okay, fine, whatever. This, these were really good shows. WrestleMania was good. This was good. Um, what was the Elimination Chamber? Yeah? Yep. That was Sammy and Roman? Yep. Really good. Montreal. Yeah. We've had some really good shows. And I, I just want to see that how this brand split thing ends up working out. Because now I'm just – I'm getting – there's certain parts where I'm really skeptical about what they're doing. And we got to get Roman back on TV, which he'll be back on Friday, and we'll take it from there. But uh, we got Night of Champions in just just like two weeks. Night of Champions is right around the corner. It's two weeks away. Yeah, it's the same weekend as Double or Nothing. No. Yes, yeah, it's Saturday. Double or Nothing is on Sunday. Oh, shit. I didn't know. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's going to be a
1: whole week of wrestling.
2: Yes, because, you know, GCW's coming to town. Uh, there's some other shows. I know Nerd Bar's doing something with, like, but Kingo's working a bunch of matches. So,
0: uh, yeah. Always a good time at Nerd Bar. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
2: AEW, yeah. We talked about this last week as we're getting to Double or Nothing. Um, Did you watch the final deletion match on Rampage?
1: So, I did not watch it on Rampage. A link went around afterwards of the uncut version, 22 minutes final delete. Hmm. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. I don't need to see the Rampage version. Well, you don't want to. I watched the... (laughs) the uncut version of it i thought it was dope thought it was funny hit the spots i needed to hit stokely's amazing incredible i just don't know why that isn't given a bigger platform that my mind is blown by this it's not like you can run it back now the genie's out the bottle no it's over and it's just one of those things where final deletion has such a a cult following. That it was never going to flop wherever you put it. No, like there's no reason one for that not to be on dynamite. But even if it felt bigger than a dynamite, dude, it like, felt like a it felt like the buy in for double or nothing. Yes, like Sting and Darby had a match. Um, that was cinematic. Like yeah, that. they did a cinematic match when they were they with, yeah, against uh, with Taz in them. Yeah, yeah, and that was on a pay per view. Yes, and it felt big, and it was really cool. Yeah. You could find a spot. The buy-in's a perfect spot. For I, dude, I was... So I watched it,
2: and yes, Stokely Hathaway is incredible. Um, this man is... He he just references so you funny. to death. Like, he just... <laughs> so he references you to death. Baby's kids. Like, he pulled out so many references in that match. Isaiah Cassidy basically being Prince on the ceiling, on the roof, <laughs> and, like, making the call.
1: Ah, Yo... Ah.
2: Him just moaning in people's ears is the <laughs> is the most underrated thing in pro wrestling. It, it's so ridiculous, and it feels like you know because Mark Quinn is still injured. I
1: yeah, guess. that leg injury was bad.
2: Yeah, and Isaiah Cassie's been kind of carrying his own. But if you watch this in its totality, like the firm, it, watching the firm was like, why did they even put this together? And not one piece makes sense. Like none box. of it makes sense. Like none of it. But this match made sense, and Jeff Hardy was hardly in this match. Yeah. Which was, uh, I just wonder where he's at. But yeah, this being on a rampage, I was like, that's a waste. And, you know, maybe there's some kind of defense for it, but.
1: And it's like an NBA playoff rampage. So it's right. like flexed. It was, it was like on at like 3 30 in the afternoon somewhere. Yeah, while it's like, like flexed to a different time. It was. I just feel like final
2: deletion is an important thing that was created on Impact. And then we, everybody watched it and was like, didn't know what to make of it before it happened. Then when it happened, it was like, this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. And then now it's, like, watered down because you just put it on Dynamite. I mean, Rampage, my bad. Yeah, like,
1: to me, if you were going to go and not put on a pay-per-view, you could have made it feel really cool. And this is where, like, shout out to Will Washington who got the gig over there and has, like, a million different hats. But I know one is, like, social and, like, marketing and all this good stuff. This is where, like, you had a really dope opportunity to make it feel like something underground and, like, different and special because if if you didn't want to go that wave like you can legit do a hidden link on youtube and literally just have people kind of follow the final deletion and like rabbit hole and everything and be like yo have you heard this what you got to do like how do you watch this and people talk about it and you build the buzz you be like yo no i need and you you can have the link kind of like hand to hand with it and people are sharing it and it just grows organically of the thing. Like, yo, well, you got to see this. You could track the numbers on the back end. and it will build to the point of like, yo, do you, it's kind of like when people traded tapes, you can get that feel with the right coding on the internet still. And it's something that could have made it feel real cool and kind of would have fit the match a little bit where it was like very weird and odd and like not to go with too Bray Wyatt-ish, but like coordinates and all. Like You yeah. could do like a little game for people to go and watch this. And it would have been cool. And then if the buzz would have been through the roof, then you could still put on the buy-in because it's not officially televised. No, and you can
2: sit there. Like we could show up at the buy-in. Some people walk around and get merch, and you watch it on the screen. Yep. It, but you had it. I felt like there was an opportunity that was missed by doing this match. And I guess the firm's done. Is the firm deleted now? I hope so. <laughs> That's the answer. I fucking hope so. Because Stokely deserves better. Lee Moriarty dresses Bruce Lee from Enter of the Dragon. Yep. Like, I'm, I'm looking. I, again, I look at Lee Moriarty, Stokely Hathaway. Hook who's in this match. And I'm just like, I don't even know why, why you're in this match. And we didn't even see your face for half the match. Cause you wore the hoodie the entire time. It could have been a stunt double. We would have never knew. But I look at Moriarty. I look at Stokely. Ethan Page needs to be on his own. He's a great mouthpiece on his own. He's a great wrestler on his own. He needs to do his own thing. He
1: needs to bump up the card.
2: Bill, Bill looks fantastic. Yeah, I just don't. But my point is, is he, like, he, he's, he's your big guy that can work anybody, right? He can work Wardlow, and I'd be like, all right, yeah. I, I, that makes sense. He can work Hobbs. You go,
1: okay, that makes sense. Him Luchasaurus can have a nice little program. Like, he, there are he can things
2: go. that there can, that, that can be done for him. But attaching him to the firm, all these guys together are all limited. Yeah. Like Lee Moore, remember, Lee Moore, already once upon a time during the pandemic, was like the hottest thing in the pandemic. Yep. He was smoking his matches. Like, like Vikingo is now. But he showed up here and he's like neutered by this faction. And I think him and Stoke have something. And not just because they're black, but that's part of
1: it. They look good. Yeah, Sometimes works. a manager just needs to look good. Next to the person he's managing, right? And, and managers, and okay. managers are so
2: undervalued yeah. in like pro wrestling today, because Paul Heyman is the epitome of yes. bringing putting something on the table to make everything better. Like he accompanies the main dish and he makes it all look good together. But you have Stokely on the other side, and you briefly paired him up with Jade. I don't know why they didn't keep going.
1: They could have had something, right? Like they but they thought Jade maybe could do it herself, right? But Man, She's not a bad mouthpiece. piece. No, she's, I think she's great. I think, on the Jade note, just really
2: quick, I think when Jade turns babyface, it's going to be on. Like, I think it's, like things are going to be different for Jade. It's going to happen. I think we're a ways away from it. She'll probably lose before she turns babyface. Yeah, she got to lose. But it'll be on. But Stokely is a guy who, I always, like, again, when I did the the panel, like, people were in it, they was like, y'all, it looks like a faction. With Starks, Hobbs, Stoke, Jade, Willow, I was like, They're right.
1: it would be one hell of a faction.
2: And I look at, you know, Hobbs has a fantastic story, but how much would Stokely elevate that? Like Ricky Starks, like if if he was heel again, what I think is a better version of Ricky Starks. Yes. Which is weird because I think there's a babyface version of Hobbs that is incredible. They started it with the book of Hobbs and they just abandoned it. It's, you know, the Tony book. Yeah. Tony's just like, I don't like this this week. (laughs) I got other shit to do.
1: Give me Hobbs and Stokely tomorrow. It just looks right. Like, how, again, how good is one?
2: Stokely's an excellent mouthpiece. Yes. He's just phenomenal as a manager. Two, the man's, he wrestled before, so he takes bumps. He eats shit for (laughs) a living. Like, that's his thing. The best, Bobby the Brain Heenan would get nerfed all the time. time. And he never shut the fuck
1: up. And that's what made Bobby Heenan great. You have that with Stokely. Like, it's right. There he gets nerfed. Hobbs defends him, and he's the muscle. Like it's easy. Stokely distracts. Whatever he has to do, like you, Stokely he's was, the mo- make him the most annoying person in the company, and Hobbs is big brother to that and beats the shit out of everyone. Like there, there there's something
2: there. Also, Stokely with his, his jumpsuit with the African colors <laughs> on it. Okay,
1: he's the maniac. But
2: there is I was like the the nation. Like the, we are sitting here. We have Arn Anderson with Warlow for no real reason. We've seen Tully Blanchard do stuff with FTR for no real reason. No reason. We've seen, like, all these Jake the Snake and Lance Archer for no real reason. None of these pairings have ever made. Vicky s- Guerrero. Yeah, with Nyla, Nyla Rose, Rose for no real Nyla reason. Nyla needed
1: no mouthpiece. She's hilarious.
2: Uh, granted, daddy-ass with their claim worked. Sure. But it's like they're, they're batting, like, below the Mendoza line
1: with pairing how, people. How long have I told you? It is so unnecessary to put everyone with a random veteran for it, no reason. It, it, and they just yeah, kept doing. That's A, they a beat couple it things death. worked. Yeah, but you can't do it with but everybody. kept going and kept going and kept going. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Well, like, it's
2: they unnecessary.
1: Don't, they don't have – I think what troubles me the
2: most is it, it comes so out of nowhere. And I'm like, did I miss something watching TV? Was there like an interaction that made me think that these two should be together? It never happened. No, QT Marshall literally just showed up. Right. The the QC Marshall Powerhouse Hobbs pairing was absurd. No one looks at those two and be like, They make sense. Y'all should crew up. Right. It looks like you ain't got nothing to do. Me either. Well, let's just slap you guys together. But that Powerhouse Hobbs was your TNT champion. And you like did the that. The week before. And it's funny, they ran the, the stolen belt angle when the belt yep. really got stolen. But if you had that's what Stokely is for. Stokely is a real manager was who, who brings
1: something to the table other than legacy after after evolve no one's been able to pair stoke nxt didn't find him a good pair either i don't he get was it. with uh veer is coming like he yeah. was with the those two big dudes and then before then he had um baba Choundé. i mean he had a diamond mine for a second that's not a good pairing either no i'm just saying it's he like had, like he did but Roddy and then it, it the, the brothers, the Creed brothers, like and Creed brothers are great. Roddy's great. None of that makes sense for Stokely. No, it, it. You watch
2: him and you listen to him and you go, "This is great." And then he, then you pair him with somebody who's like, "There's no rhyme or reason here." Bobby the Brain Heenan and Paulie dangerously. If we we're going all the back with the the, the uh, dangerous, dangerous alliance, yeah, the dangerous. Like you looked at it and you watched Paulie or you watched the Brain or even you watched Ted DiBiase. Build their factions. yep. Like talking to people backstage, segments, and this is when wrestling was like on Saturdays. Mr. Fuji was, yeah. Like you build your faction.
1: You are Mr. Fuji had random ass collections of people. So.
2: Yeah, Mr. Fuji had demolition. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, what?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: And then he had, you know, they turned on him and they got the powers of pain, yep. like Fuji, Yokozuna. Like, yep. but if Stokely was to start recruiting and putting a faction together, at this is weekly television without in ring. Yeah,
1: of just Stokely talking to people. It works. Kind of how the Hurt Business developed. And then you're like, yo, MVP is on to something. Then you're like, you know what? This is actually pretty dope. But they all looked like they fit they outside did. of being black. Yeah. Like, it just looked like, you know what? These people work. That's why, like, Omas, like, he wears the suits anyway. He looked good in a suit. Yeah. Like, I was like, you know what? He would fit. He would, absolutely, and 100%. People like, put Ricochet in there. Nah, you know, nah, I think nah. Ricochet fits. There's no hurt in Ricochet. No, like if you don't want Lashley and you want to go and like hurt business now, looking for a new person to lead, Carmelo Hayes would work. Hmm. But I don't want to get rid of Trick. No, like Carmelo trick, tricking, Like yeah. yeah, it's just.
2: But man, that, that's such a good match. I just, I'm just as as I watch AW and I just, it's the wasting of Stokely Hathaway. It's like this is a, this is this is a machine right here. You, Tony Khan knows this. I got a bunch of people can wrestle. A whole lot of them. They're almost interchangeable. I can put one person on this show, one person on this show. If you close your eyes and open them and you hear a great match, you'd be like, I don't know. I'm sure it was because everybody here can wrestle. But you don't have mouthpieces like Stokely Hathaway. No. He is literally sitting under your nose and being
1: underutilized, and he's got to be tired of it. And you're in a company with not a lot of writers. No. With not a lot of people who are used to speaking on television. You don't have a lot of good promos in that company. No. You have some really good ones. You do. A lot of those guys came from WWE or from Impact or, you know, you, you get guys who've come from years of television. You get the Samoa Joes. You, you I mean, damn, you, obviously I'm trying to name people who weren't in WWE, but Samoa Joe was. But, like, you, you get these people who know how to cut a promo from other places because, to me, Kenny Omega's not that guy.
2: He's not a huge promo
1: guy. He's no. still not a promo guy. Like the Bucks aren't. Like they're funny on their YouTube channel. They're not yeah. like promo guys. You Cole learned it in WWE. Like outside of people who came from WWE NXT, you're in kind of a rough spot. So use these managers. That's
2: that's what they're there for. They're, they're there and too. every
1: veteran is not a manager. No, that again,
2: Arn Anderson with Wardlow is like, well, why? What are you adding? Yeah, like what are you bringing to Arn Anderson? Don't talk well. No. <laughs> It's, it's never what he was about. No, like Tully Blanchard <laughs> didn't talk well. Like Jake the Snake, was a, one of the greatest talkers, but the
1: Lance Archer thing—it didn't. He didn't add anything to it, right? He elevated himself quite well. Well, because the Jake, Jake the Snake. promos were incredible, but it didn't rub off. No, it didn't on work. Lance Archer. It was off. still
2: kind of like Jake going to business for himself, right? Like hundred percent. Even people if he wasn't, Shay, no. Yeah.
1: But you came to hear Jake, and then you be like, "Well, I don't care about this fucking guy." Yeah. Like. So they and just they, want Jake to wrestle you know, at this point. They brought Stokely in with Jade. For whatever reason, they kiboshed it. Then they brought Stokely in with the firm and it was like, wait, hold on, what? Eddie Kingston. There goes a guy, non-WWE trained, amazing promo. They got one in the whole damn company. I mean, they got one. A, they have a few. I, like, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say because Moxley's a
2: much better promo now than he was in WWE. because well, the, the the reins are off, but yes. Yeah, sure. well, but he was always a good talker. Yes. Right? It's like he went through the WWE doors, but it didn't help
1: him. He's, he's very well trained on how to cut a promo. He was always a great talker. The way he looks at the camera, the pacing, the everything, I, I think that's some training. They just wouldn't let him do it in WWE.
2: Considered. Yeah, I think Ricky Starks is a good talker. I think Daniel Garcia is a good talker. I'm not a biggest fan of Garcia on the mic. Ricky Starks is phenomenal. The Ricky Starks is great. He's a better heel. Yep. But MJF. Well, we know MJF. Yeah, I mean That's like a fucking given. Given, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's what, what the what it guy is. does. But, but a manager is there to enhance the talent and add something that the talent doesn't have to make him or her better. Yeah. There's, there's
1: a disconnect. If, if there's a problem in AEW, and I don't, again, I don't try to nitpick them. There's no people online doing that shit. Uh, I enjoy the product. If I had to say, like, yo, what's the one problem? Like, what does it boil down to? I think there's a disconnect between veteran wrestlers and older wrestlers and the young talent in that company and they can't figure out a way to bridge the gap. Every time they mix the young talent kind of gets screwed. Yeah. They try to mix Ricky Starks with Jericho. It did not help Ricky Starks at all. Ricky Starks' best feuds have been against Hobbs, Young Talent. Yep. Challenged MJF. People are like, "Yo, this guy could be a future champion." Young Talent Whenever he's around someone else, young and all that stuff, and they can vibe, he gets busy. He doesn't get anything from an older talent. Who should put him over? Who should give him the role? It doesn't work, and they get stuck. I would argue that Jack Perry didn't leave that Christian feud as hot as he should have. Mm, That's a tough one. I think a lot
2: of that has to do with Jungle Boy. I think it has more to do with Jungle Boy than it does with Christian. Okay. Because I think... I personally, I think Christian is really good at making people look good. Yeah, I think he knows his job. I don't say I'm not saying Jericho doesn't do that, but what I am saying is Jericho is protecting himself as well. Sure, right. So with the Ricky Starr thing, and this is this, Christian is not like Christian don't care. No, right. He's like, there to put people over if he can. It just didn't connect. And, it didn't something yeah. didn't click. And Christian is an incredible promo. Yeah. He's a fantastic promo. But it's like, if you t- like, let's go to the Ricky Stars feud. If you swap Jericho with Christian, Stars comes out better. You would think, but there's a disconnect there. No, nah, Stars, because what well, happened. They with, don't book them well after it either, though. Well, no, booking aside. What okay. I'm saying, like with, with Jericho, the, the issue with Jericho is Jericho's a really good talker, right? But you have to acquiesce at some point to the babyface. And there, like, the booking was a mess yes. with Andretti and... Yeah. I still don't know what happened. And, you know, everybody jumping Ricky Starks, and then Ricky Starks and Jericho end up having a really good match. But there was never a moment where you felt like the underdog overcame, and now he's better because of it, because Jericho went right back to being Jericho. Yep. And now he's feuding with Adam Cole, a guy who
1: doesn't need a heater. You didn't knock Jericho down at all. No. That, that's the key, like... At a point, it works if you slingshot someone, but the other person has to come back a little bit. You like the babyface got to take away, yes, from the heel a little bit, and the heel got to be like down on his luck a little bit because of it and to the, shoot the and, other guy and, up.
2: And usually, like when the heel is down on his luck, that's when he like leans on his faction. Yeah, right. And it wasn't really that with Ricky Starr. No, and think about this: Chris <laughs> Jericho lost to Ashton Andretti. For no reason now.
1: Yeah. Because true. before it was like, oh, this... you're. People thought it was bigger than one, two, three I saw
2: kids. that. And it was like, no, but they, they don't... I have said this word a million times in the show. Tony doesn't commit. And I keep saying it. And if y'all not listening to me, I got to say it again. It's like, if you want Ricky Starks to feel like championship caliber material, you have to commit to him for three months. Three months. He's got to be in good feuds, great feuds, And come out like roses. And it's like they get to the two-month point and be like, eh. And now he's in there with Jay White, which seems like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And you can't have Jay White lose his first feud. Not at all. But there has to be a path for somebody to get to the title or just to be elevated. And it felt like Ricky Starks was the hottest guy in the room. And then one day they were just like, eh, we're going to move on from this. You got to stick with it for months. You got to stick with somebody. Some, like, the, the, the best presented, like, I know you just talked about a Blackpool Combat Club, but the House of Black is the best presented faction on television. That's fair. Like, they're unique. Not sure they're the hottest faction.
1: They're the best presented. They're best
2: presented. Like, they're unique. They come in, as very distinguished, and they give you hell. No matter what they're doing, each one of them individually, they fit. Buddy Matthews is the little guy, little muscular guy, Brody is the monster, uh, Black is you know, like a, yeah, the samurai. Yeah, and then Julia Hart is your perfect manager, yep. LA, who will work and take a bump, but she adds something to it. Their presentation is, I, it might be the best in terms of presentation. I I agree. Bloodline,
1: well, well AEW. Yeah, AEW.
2: AEW. Yeah,
1: I, like I would every say every pack,
2: every time they come every, on, your show, you can't stop looking.
1: No, at No, it looks, at to the point where you look and be like. Uh, this isn't like the main faction here? No. Like, this guy's not the guy? They're, they're tough. It's going to be hard to stop them from climbing the ladder and passing everyone. These trios' titles are cute. But eventually, how do you not push Malachi Black Any to of? that level? But that's the thing. So
2: what, sometimes you got to figure this out for yourself. It feels like AEW is a DIY company. Right, yeah. you got to come in with your pro, You got to come in with your idea, and then you have to figure out how your idea is going to work. Yes. And House of Black has been presented well to the point where, if somebody went to Tony Connor and was like, you know, um, Malachi Black should have a run at the TNT title, and then Tony would probably, if if Tony went back and like watched, he'd be like, Yeah, right. Yeah, you could, because he's lost no momentum. He's yeah. had nothing but momentum. Being on TV, promo packages, matches. Hey, Buddy Matthews, that like intercontinental, international yeah. shit you got going, Probably. he can have that. Brody King, you want him to challenge for the main title? I can see that. They're presented well. Everybody else feels like they get caught in this bottleneck with like the wrong talent because we talked about Wardlow. Like he nerfed MJF. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, well, that wasn't his fault. And then he heated him back up and then he lost it. And they, they're, they're trying to heat him back up. You can only heat up somebody so many times with fans just go, eh. So now you have Hobbs, who's just who's doing nothing. Yep. You have Moriarty. Like, I keep mentioning Lee Moriarty. I don't want him. I'm, everybody can't win. But they should be in more important matches. Like, Lee Moriarty and Orange Cassidy could have a three-match program. Yeah. Instead of having one-offs every week. The, AEW has this, like, fundamental issue because we all know, when that bell rings, cool, we're good. The match is going to be dope. But you haven't given me a reason to invest, which leads me to the four fucking pillars. This four pillar match, as we, like, we're two weeks out, there's nothing more you can do to make this more interesting. This is it. This is all you're going to get out of this match. Yeah, they kind of pulled the trigger already. Like, you're going to get this match whether you like it or not. And now people are like, the four pillars was like so 2020. Because since 2020, so many other people, everybody else has emerged. Yeah. And they all have felt like threats. You have never committed to Sammy Guevara. No. Darby Allen, you kind of have with the TNT champion? Kind of. He's the best presented out of these people, which is why him and MJF one-on-one would have been great. But I, I still hold firm. The match is double or nothing. I don't care what y'all say. Should have been MJF and Sting. That would
1: have been fun. Dude. I mean, I don't – Sting is not going to win, but sure. Who cares, right? Like, Only if it's Sting's retirement, man. Even if it's not. Like, the idea –
2: I need stakes. But the idea of Sting wanting one last taste of a championship and dealing with – and again – MJF is still in this spot where it's like, we kind of boo him ironically sometimes because he's yeah. really good. But you don't boo Sting. No. For, for nothing
1: else. Again, you want a heat. You put the career on the line. You have him end Sting's career. Sting ain't ready to go just yet. I'm just saying. But That boost MJF heel stock. You got rid of
2: it, Sting? It, no, it, I, I agree. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you go into this match and, like, du- and this is, my, this is the issue with Double or Nothing. If Double or Nothing is going to be your version of WrestleMania, or Impact Slammiversary, or New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom. What's at the top needs to feel special. These four have kind of already worked each other, and nothing feels special about this match. Uh, I think Bet Online, they always send me betting odds for the wrestling. I think MJF has a 98% betting chance to win. <laughs> like, no, they <laughs> no won't even did. accept money on anybody else because he's not going to lose. Yeah. At least with Sting, the idea of Sting, the entrance, the the allure of Sting, Double or Nothing would have been elevated because now double, something nothing, around that. Like double or Nothing is now not just a wrestling match. People who haven't watched wrestling in the years like, Sting, still wrestling? Yeah. I want to see this. Could have built something around They could have
1: built something huge around Sting and MJF. But that is fundamentally not what they do. And then Darby would have taken grave offense to him being the shit out of Sting in that program for the rest of the there summer would have been phenomenal. That's what I'm saying. You build but, towards it. But that is more spectacle than in-ring wrestling. Well, I don't know. That is not... That is give me not, an ODQ match with Sting jumping off of shit. Again, the program and the idea of that isn't fatal four-way, give me a five-star match. Sure. This shit could live. You're talking about something that appeals Sports to... Sports entertain me. Casual fans Sports entertain me. And I, I just don't know if that jumps off the page... Immediately if it's not brought to them. Like if Danielson suggests something like maybe, you know, like their their minds, as great of professional wrestlers are they as they are, they learned stuff from being in WWE. Now, did WWE take every suggestion they had? Did WWE do perfect by them? No. Hence, they left. But while in it, they were like, yo, this isn't bad. Sports entertainment's not horrible. Y'all just are missing this point, this point, this point. Why'd you do this instead of this? If if Vince would have zigged where he zagged like four times, five times, they would have had something. Yeah. It's just, and that's all they wanted. So like to go to AEW and be like, well, we're just going to go complete opposite. They're like, no, there's some shit over there that works. And we got to add some of this. And it just feels like now people are adding it maybe, and they only have the capacity, to add it for themselves. So the product feels very disjointed. Again, the older guys and the younger guys, there's a divide on what you can do. Jericho can sports entertain you all day in his programs, but he's just booking for himself and his faction. It's not part of a master plan throughout the roster. If you're a young kid and you want to do that, you kind of got to bring that. To them, and then they gotta say yes. But how do you do that if you've never seen it? You know, like it's, and then when you work together, it, it, it doesn't really work. I, like, it, it just feels very, very weird. Nothing works together on the card. No, they're going to be a bunch of great individual matches. Dynamite every week is a collection of good individual matches, none of it works together. There's, there's not a program that flows seamlessly and you just, you feel like you're watching a really good show. It feels like you're watching Saturday night live or a sketch comedy show. And those are very good, but it's not the Sopranos, right? Like it's not the wire. It's not a show that's necessarily going to go down to history for, for the storytelling is not going to make you feel or care over the long term. It'll make you laugh on Saturdays. This will, this will make you show up and be like, that's a really great match. SNL has really great skits, but it's not a Chappelle special. It, it's not Eddie Murphy raw, right? Like it, that's, that's my thing. It's not a full movie or a comedy special. It's not that. So they need to get it to feel like that because until then, it's just a bunch of sketch comedy shows and we show up and it's cool. And then I don't got to pay attention, honestly, in between. I don't got to pay attention to shit in between AEW shows. You, I think you said this a couple of weeks ago. It's like New Japan.
2: Yeah. You get to the pay-per-view and be like, how did we get here? Show me a pack. If we didn't
1: have this show, I could miss two months yeah. of television. Show up good. and just be just as entertained on yeah. the night of. I couldn't say the same for Mania, because if I didn't watch shit about Sami Zayn and all that stuff in the bloodline and showed up tonight, one of Mania, I couldn't say my investment and my joy would have been as big when they won. Yeah. It couldn't, because I wouldn't have been in- as invested. AEW, you don't got to watch shit for shit. You show up the night of, you know, that's a five-star match. You clap. You had a ball. You go home. They, they haven't, um, you know, like you watch TV and-
2: there's like a family in this house and a family in this house. You know they're neighbors, but they never interact. Yeah. that's like an AEW storyline. It's like, oh, well, we know these people are here and these people are here, but their stories never commingle and, and grow into something else. Like if you watch the arc of Austin Theory, right? He, like him winning the U.S. title and then you know he spent. He didn't go away. No, that's the other problem. AEW has a nasty <laughs> habit of like just saying, "All right, see you later for a few weeks. That feud is done. Yeah, figure this out when we when we." Create something, but, but you're like, gone until then. Theory would talk. Like, he baited Cena into that match. He didn't have to wrestle every week to get into yep. it, and he got the Cena match. Then he's dealing with Lassie. Like, there's, a, there's an arc that comes with him. Andretti beat Jericho, and it felt like they were booking for a night and didn't say, well, now what? I don't know. You can't do that. Yep. Right? Ricky Starks, I think Vince doesn't long-term book. We know this. Like, he, he sees whatever, and he's like, all right, you're going to be the champion high water. And it just destroyed the show. Yeah. Because we were just like, why is shit happening? It doesn't even make sense. AEW has an opportunity here to go, I'll keep using Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks loses the MGF. And then it's your heat check. People were into it. Yeah. All right. So now I got to spend the next three months working with Ricky Starks as making sure he's on television, doing something, whether he's talking shit to somebody, cutting a promo, just cutting a promo with Renee by himself to the camera or working a match. Well, that match needs to mean something. Whether there's a run-in, whether there's a target after the, like, you win a match, grab the mic. MJF, I'm coming back for you. All right, I remember. Oh, yeah, yep. a couple months ago. You, yeah, they, ha- they don't do that. They, they lose a match, and they just go do something else.
1: It. And it's like your save game file just got deleted. Yep. And you don't got to do that immediately. But him just mentioning MJF's name. And then someone would be like, yo, you're not ready for MJF. You you haven't even got through me first. Like, if Jericho would have said that. Like, how are you calling him out? You got close. You're not even ready for me. I feuded with him first. He was my understudy. I showed him the ropes in AEW. You guys, you got to prove it to me first. And then you got to go through the trials of Jericho to get to me if you ever think you're going to get to him. And the promo makes sense. The program makes sense. It just it like but there, was, there was no no mention of any of that. They they killed, like,
2: I'm I'm, I'm gonna be bitter about Hobbs losing this TNT title <laughs> for a while because it just didn't make
1: sense. It was like, bro, you just won, even it. if he lost it, he could lose that double or nothing. And they put him into something better, they put him into nothing, put him into nothing and gave him QT Marshall. Well, they put him in that they took put him 18 in that, steps backwards, they put him in that weird like Royal Rumble thing. I don't even remember that. It was. They have so many. They have a sonic ring. They have a, f- a fucking pair of dice. Well, they did a the six-man chip.
2: Yeah, I mean, but they, they throw people into things, and it's just like, well, and I think this, this goes for any wrestling program. In the case of Hobbs, well, I lost that title. Shouldn't I want it back? That should always be the first question. I always want the run back. Now, if if my job as a promoter is say, yeah, but you, that's not the direction we're going. Well, then where am I going? Because I just lost, and I'm mad. Sometimes you lose a title, you just start nerfing people. That's,
1: <laughs> right? Like, you're just That's mad as hell. That's one of title. my favorite pro wrestling story arcs. Like, oh, I'm not going to run it back. I'm just going to nerf half the run. Yeah, I'm going to prove to you I deserve
2: this back. Like, you have to do something with the man that lost the title instead of just saying, farewell. I feel
1: like Miro did that in A. But and he it, dropped the title, and then he, he went away. Like, but he started nerfing a bunch of people, and he blamed God, which was hilarious. Miro was, like, the best
2: example <laughs> and the worst example at the same time. Miro wins the title, has this run, which is great. He has a great of match with Darby Allen. He loses the title. He immediately goes, God, why? Yes. I'm getting revenge <laughs> on you, God. Yes. Like, you're an asshole.
1: Yep. By and, nerfing everyone.
2: Right. And then it was like, oh, even without the title, now he feels just as important. Because now he has a cause. Yeah. It's not the belt anymore. It's like, God, you piece of shit, I'm coming for you. And I was like, that's weird. But I'm, I'm it in. It works, though. <laughs> like, I'm in. And then he vanished. It's the perfect indicator of what AEW does. Like, you had this, this perfect, perfect thing. Now, what the reasons of him disappearing, we still don't know. No clue. We don't know if he was injured. You heard a movie. Like, Samoa Joe was shooting Twisted Metal. Yeah. And he's sweet tooth, which I can't wait to see. But he looks great in that trailer. He does. But it's like, we have no idea what happened to Miro. It's not even explained. There's no injury angles, nothing. He just vanished. Lana
1: was at the crowd at a WWE backlash, yeah. Puerto Rico.
2: But you had something that, was, that felt purposeful. It felt, event, it felt like it, it was necessary. And now it wasn't for a title, but it gives somebody a level of importance to the point where if Miro just out here beating the shit out of people, whoever beats him is back in line for a title. Yeah. But you have, you have to make things matter, make people care about things. Orange Cassie has a title he doesn't necessarily care about, but he works for it, right? And he he'll, he's like, you want this? Here, let's wrestle for it. It's really fun that he does it. Yeah. I'm 100% sure he came up with it himself. He puts it in a backpack.
1: He doesn't care. That's the best way to carry a title around. Like, I love it. When he just shows up, he just takes it out back. Yeah, Crazy. he just, <laughs> Like, Orange Cassie,
2: but it, there's something there. Like, he still cares about him. When Orange Cassie turns it up, he turns it up. Orange Cassie has great matches. What Orange Cassie doesn't have is a feud. Yeah. Like... I, I don't understand, and I feel like there's a fear because if you put him in the wrong feud, the guy who's in the feud with him might want the title off him. You don't know if you want to do that, but you got to commit. You got to make everybody's story mean something. FTR, like, they spent a lot of time with Mark Briscoe, which I have no problem with. Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal look like they're going to go wrestle FTR at double or nothing. I don't know who the fuck asked for this. Zero. It feels like Jeff Jarrett came in and was like, I want to wrestle FTR. And FCR was like, he's a legend. We should do that. And then Tony never asked well, why,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> was just like, like, okay,
2: all right, cool. We'll do it at double or nothing. But inst- but there was nothing there. Again, when I go back to this idea of making it feel special, like I'm going to double or nothing. Looking at it, it's revolution. They ain't gonna win. So no, we- but make me feel something for this match. Like, why are we here? Like, it can't be. I want to wrestle him. He wants to wrestle him. That's it. If, and the guns took that ass whooping and went home. Boy. And that gun, like, I don't know if the guns knew it, but the guns were like, yo, if we're going out, we're going out with a bang with that many minute. Oh my God. But at that Fire. very moment, Tony Khan kind of should wait, wait,
1: hold on. We should probably run this back.
2: <laughs> yeah, we should either run this back or I like I don't know how much the licensing for that song was for that one particular night. But it was like there's something, there's something even bigger here. Yep. But that's my point about committing. They lost the titles and just didn't care.
1: Yeah. You can't do that. they were kind of around, but they're really not around doing anything meaningful. So it's like, yo, you gave them the titles because you want to build a new tag team. And the claim was built, and then you want to build another young tag team. But then took it off of them in two months because FTR was coming back, probably like the little hook to sign them back. And you gave it to FTR. But now what about the gun? Like, now you just completely cooled them off. They're ice cold. And then it's just like... so, And they're not on TV. Yeah, That's the killer. Just gone. So it's like, what? That two months was a waste because you didn't keep them hot. People say, like, the Street Profits came in, they were hot. I still don't... They, what, they won the title, like, three months in. dropped. It was a short reign, nothing big. Yeah. Dropped the title. But they never cooled off. No. They added some cups in the intro. They're on TV a lot. Like, Montez was hurt for a little while. They come right back. They never cooled off from that initial title run. And it's like, yeah, that's like a good example of what to do with your tag team. Now I think the claim could go in that same direction where the scissor me daddy ass stuff like is not getting old no. right now. So like maybe they don't cool off. But you had another opportunity opportunity with the guns. Cause for that, I'd rather have just seen the acclaimed versus FTR. And you just go babyface versus babyface. Right. Cut the guns out of this whole fucking equation. If you were not going to keep them hot, that was complete waste.
2: Well, that, that, again, that's my concern. It's like, I get it. You're, Shotgun booking. You, you're booking quarterly pay-per-views, right? Which means you got a lot of TV in between to build these feuds. But it's like, you couldn't tell me, like, if you revamped this pay-per-view and you said, all right, we're doing Warlow versus Hobbs here, right? And then if Tony doesn't have time, that's why you need help. Focus on that feud. How do yeah. we get there? Because I think every promoter, no matter what company you're in, if a promo, if my job is to promote and say, I, this match is money, but I need you to tell me how we're going to get there. And I think this isn't a writer's job because I don't want to have too many writers in the room to write because it's not a writer, but it, you need an idea person. Yeah, You need, like, the agent for the match should be like, all right. I'm like a producer than yeah, a writer. Like,
1: like, we're not going to tell you every word to fucking say. No, and no, no. But, but it's like here's,
2: a, like, here's what's happening this week. Heck you heck. need to be upset about this. And then next week we do this. And then this week you was running on attack. And then yep. there's... Like here's how we're going to get there. I think I always thought you would book backwards. Well, that's how I feel like. I feel like Tony. I feel like Tony kind of does it, but then he gets wrapped up in a bunch of other shit.
1: For instance, CM Punk. Yeah, but I'd be like, yo, we have double or nothing. This is who I think should be in the main event if they're all healthy. Yes, yes, if they're all healthy, this should be this feud. This should be this feud, and we could adjust if you know injuries happen and shit. But it's just like this should be this feud. This should be this. This should be this. Okay, now let's spread them out and then we know we have 16 weeks to fill. They don't got to be on every show. But mm-hmm. now let's block off 16 weeks of how each feud gets somewhere. And then we can make some random matches in between. Yeah, it's just how do we how do we get yeah. there? And then it's like, okay, this week this tag team feud is on dynamite. Next week they're on rampage. Then they're not on at all just a promo this third week. And then this week They're on dynamite again, wrestling match with a run in and you just scale backwards from what you have the pay-per-view to all make sense when you get there. I think it, I mean, it can't be that easy because again, it's not an easy job, but it can't be overly hard if you're somewhat prepared and you have a staff of
2: people to help. The challenge is letting the inmates run the asylum, right? Because you want to be a talent based company where talent gets their ideas across. Now, I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Tony Khan's in a bunch of room with a bunch of wrestlers that he was once fans of. Yeah. So it's like when they come in with an idea, he doesn't have a buffer between him and talent. Like, hey, Arn, tell them no. (laughs) Like, like, that idea is not going to work. But I need you to let them down easy. And I don't need it to come from me. I need it to come from my wall, my idea wall. Because if I'm making a TV show, if I'm doing The Wire, and after season one, everybody goes, Omar's the best character. And then you're like, yeah, Omar is the best character. But then you get influenced by Omar, who says, oh, I should be the star of the show. And then you start chain, ripping up your script, and now Omar's your lead on the wire. It changes the entire show. Yeah, And not only does it change the entire show, it changes everybody else around him. Yep. And not only does it change everybody else around him, it changes the temperament of everybody else around him. When you're dealing, because going back to the, the CM Punk the Cupcake press conference. I'm working with a bunch of kids. And while some people say, well, that's CM Punk being grumpy, maybe there was something there. Some truth behind that. Where Punk was like, all right, I thought we were doing this. And then somebody came and was like, I don't want to do that. Like, well, that's what we're doing. No, I'm not.
1: I think and it actively changes when they say that. Right. And if you like, change. That's not how this shit works.
2: And, you know, like, Punk is old, but he, he comes from old school to wrestling. He came from Ring of Honor. He worked at WWE. He has a wealth of information about weekly television. Even though he hadn't been there for 10 years, he he knows how a system works. Jericho's the same way. Jericho was on WCW television,
1: ECW, and WWE. But you can use that in different fashions, right? Yeah. Like, you can use that and be like, well, it should be like this, or you can use that to your advantage and be like, oh, I know it's not like this here. I can get away with fucking murder. Well, well, that's the thing. because You you, you can can manipulate it. Yeah, you can go there and be like, yo, this would never work with Vince. Yeah. So, no, and now I'm pitching everything, and I could do whatever I want, and I could manipulate this instead of saying, like, you know what? That old man was a fucking kook, and he's crazy, but he has the number one company in the world for a reason. Can we take the good aspects without the sexual assault and the racism and everything and kind of make this work for us? That Theoretically, that should be the blueprint. But there it's like, you know what? It sounds kind of shitty, but one person having the final say when they're not a crazy racist, maniacal man, it's probably the right way to go. And then underneath them, underneath that one guy who has final say, is, what, two or three people who run the different shows. And then underneath them are some agents who are now manned with working those shows. And then underneath them is a bunch of fucking riders, which we probably don't need. Yeah. But the, those tiers work for a reason. And it's like, yo, Tony, just, just do the overarching shit and trust the next year to do the rest. And, and that's yeah. hard. Like, I coach football for a long time. Like, we've both been in sports. We've covered other sports outside of combat. The hardest thing for when a coach goes from a coordinator to a head coach is to stop calling plays. Because your entire career was built up to learn how to call plays. You have the entire game in your hands as an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. There's no greater power in football. When you become a head coach, your time management and you're making big depth chart decisions, which after Wednesday you ain't doing shit Yep, because all the plays, the the scheme is in everything, the tape is watched and you got to sit there and be happy with whatever the fuck your coordinators call, however the game goes and you call your timeouts and you take the, but you still got to take all the blame. You still got to take, but that control is gone because you did everything you had to do and you have to trust everyone else. And that's the hardest thing to do. And that's what Tony's at now. It's like, yo, I'm sorry, but you can't be the coordinator anymore. You decide the big scale things. Once the depth chart and the game plan is in, it's off your hands. Yep. Let other people do it and trust the people you hire underneath you to do that.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that's the
1: next step. That's just the next evolution. And again, people learn these things. So yes. he, doesn't, he shouldn't be perfect now. The no. company shouldn't be perfect. Company is barely four, four years yeah. old. Like these are problems they're always going to run into. Every company does. These problems are magnified because their growing pains are at a national level. They didn't grow from the bottom and then get a deal fifteen years after. They got a deal day one. Yep. So like we get to see all this shit. But yeah, his next evolution is like, my man, you got to give up calling place. It's okay. Yeah, you gotta let you gotta let it go. That's it. You schedule the big things, find people, and there's so many smart people in that building now. Right? Like, for whatever it is, like Arn Anderson is a smart wrestling person. Mark Henry is a smart wrestling person. JR is as well. JR had a very high ranking position at one point in WWE. Like, they just hired another guy. I believe, uh, who got, like, laid off. Not the PR guy, but someone else. Like, there's people in the back who have done this for a very long time. Put them in positions and let them run. You, don't, you know, you, it's not like you got the shitty people from over there. No. By and large, it seems like you hired some really nice people. Like, even... Really smart people.
2: You know, again, it seems like this, this Saturday show is coming to fruition. He's got R O A. It's a weird th- spot. He's, yeah, I don't like Saturday. Look, man. I gotta have a day it's off a watching wrestling. Like, I, at a certain point, I gotta be like, yo, this is enough. Yeah. Right? And I know they're getting rid of dark and elevation, and some people are like, oh, no, I don't get to see the job or Zeke. Shit. Well, shit.
1: I mean, it is what it is. I'm mad. Pe- I mean, you know, I'm not happy that good independent wrestlers are missing checks. That was a good check oh. for a lot of people, but I'm sorry. They, yeah, like. They done signed
2: a lot of people, a ton. And they gotta commit to them for TV. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll figure it out. And I know, like, people are like, oh, you guys are shitting on AEW. No, I mean, we're, we're fans of the product. Yeah. Like, Tony, there's Tony's maybe – Tony's had – I mean, hopefully Tony does this show again. And we do – I think I'm just going to end up calling it to AEW and do this shit annually. Because, again, if, you, if anybody listened to that show, you remember, it was literally the day before MJF walked. Yep. It was that night. Like, me and Cole were backstage waiting for Tony. He was dealing with MJF. And I didn't talk about that much on the show. I wanted to tell you because it was a lot. There was a lot of shit happening. Yeah. That company hasn't been the same since that night. No. That was a turning point. Like, MJF walking, and, and then, then, then the punk thing happens, and then they got a rash of injuries. Like, it, that was like the nightmare scenario of injuries. Yep. The only set of injuries that were worse in, 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 was Impact. Impact lost both their champions on the same fucking show. Yeah, that's fuck. Josh Alexander... Mickey James were both injured right before a pay per view. Yep, but AEW lost everybody, and they they lost. Mox put that
1: shit on his back. Yeah, Mox carried the company. It still yeah, he, is. He's just he was like, oh, vacation? Nah, nah I'm gonna work." Yeah, well, you know week. what? Fuck it. Put Renee on payroll. She travel with me. We'll figure out. We'll figure out the vacation later. And I'm carrying this motherfucker. Like Renee wasn't hired. So Ray wasn't there. Like man, they, he he threw that shit on his back. Shout out to him. He's not do that in WWE before. His one title run over the summer, I think Seth got hurt on the other side. That's uh, when Seth blew his knee out. And he had to do, like, double shows and do Raw and SmackDown and then the brand split. He carried that shit, too. The guy's a workhorse. The, man, the man's a trooper. So it's like, you
2: know, hopefully Tony does the show again. Looks like we're going to figure it out. But I just I need to ask him these questions, like, because what don't we see? Because obviously we're talking in... Yeah, we're talking, but we're not in the end of work as AEW. Everything's easy from this side. Yeah, this man is, you know, he's got a fucking football team. Like, he's in the middle, of like, go Jaguars. And it's like <laughs> booking shows. And I'm like, you serious right now? I got soccer. Like, come on, man. You got a lot going on. And then all this stuff happens. And this is not, this is not like your pet project. This is like yours. Yeah. And it's like you're heading into the, like, you've ran into a number of problems that are still festering a year later. The pending return of CM Punk. It's been. It feels like it's pending every week. CM Punk shows it up Impact. Is he signing with Impact? No, he's not signing with Impact. Stupid His man can show up in Chicago wherever he wants. That's yeah. what he wants to do. K Chicago? He's coming back to AEW. But now it's like you're managing personalities. This, this is the part of the game where I can't wait for Tony to say, "I did not sign up for this." <laughs> I just want him to say it. I ain't signed up for this. I didn't sign up for all these spats and bitterness and all these yeah. backstage rivalries. How do you navigate that? And how does it? Like, you lost Adam Cole for almost a year. You thought you were going to lose his career. Yeah. You brought in the undisputed elite, and immediately, bam, 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 they're all injured. Like, immediately. Like, that's the thing. I'm curious, like, how do you work around that? And how much did you have planned for them? Because half the undisputed still hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like, Kyle O'Reilly's still not back. No. <laughs> Bobby Fish,
1: God knows about.
2: You got a for- Forbidden George was riddled with injuries. Yep. Like man, you had a, and it's, and people say it's the wrestling style. I think mean, that it's just bad. It just it's the business. It just happens. Yeah, shit, shit like that happens. R- routine moves lead to bigger injuries and these big yeah. like people are like. Why does he do a four fifty splash? Because he, he's done it for a long time. Well, you know, like Seth Rollins blew his knee out doing a, a buckle ball. Buckle bomb still does. It. Yeah, it's he like, also injured Finn
1: with the buckle ball. Yeah, like... If <laughs> Finn know. paid him back this past week. Yeah. <laughs> Things
2: happen, but he's had a rash of bad luck, so hopefully he can address it. I mean, I've, I truly believe that Double Nothing will
1: still be a great show. It's just how we're getting there has still got me yeah. like... I'm intrigued know. to see if, like, if it's just been harder than he thought. It had to be. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and again, it's, it's growing pains. And he's owned other shit. He's seen his father own teams. Yeah. Like, you don't win a championship your first year. you like, some stinky ass seasons. Like you you gotta grow through these things. I just wonder if he thought like as a fan coming into this and with the roster he was first given and everything. Cause that's you, the other part of the you, game. you get a wrestling company and you'd be like, Okay, cool, I have a wrestling company. No one gets a wrestling company with fucking Chris Jericho, Kenny. O- like the roster he was given from day one well, is insane. Well, you have to think of it like this.
2: And this this is the other Tony question. That he only he can answer. And I don't know if he'll be honest with me. So you built this wrestling company. He was like, I got all the best names in independent wrestling. Then four months later, like, well, like a year later, and then you hit the pandemic, and then everybody hits the market. And you're sitting there, and you're like, all, like, imagine being, being your Giants. Yep. You already got Saquon. But everybody hit for you. But Christian McCaffrey's on the market. <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey's like, I just want to play. Yep. And then you go, we'll find a spot for you, Christian.
1: We're running split backs. You you you're the team with the most cap room.
2: Yeah. Like you just got <laughs> you just got all those <laughs> and you don't expect it. It's no, like well like, we, impact not outbidding you. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we got Danny Dimes. That's our future at quarterback. And Tom Brady shows up and was like, I just want to play. Yeah. Like, fuck. All right, I gotta play to put Tom Brady under center. Danny Dimes like, wait, I thought, yeah. what happened?
1: Yo, you get the first quarter and one series after half time. Like, you start And that's what bargaining. Dynamite has become. Yeah, you start. Dynamite has like,
2: become like, oh, my God, like, I knew what I had. Like, I had this. In- if it was just this, it would have been fine. But how do I pass up on Miro? Yeah.
1: How do I pass up on Moxley? Like, how Pop I- Warner football? <laughs> like, it's the worst shit. But, like, everyone has, like, eight running backs who are good, and the coach got to run in the plays. From the sideline, you'd like yo, okay. So we're just gonna run in a play to the huddle. You'd be like, Yeah, but this fucking running back's a star. Yeah, but the three on the bench too, and you gotta run the fucking wing T and like just funnel running backs in and out. It's like that. That's what AWs become. And that's yep. that's that's one of my
2: favorite things I can't wait to. I need Tony to be honest with me. Cause like you didn't expect this these everybody, everybody hit the market. Yep. Everybody that you were like, hit, he'll never hit the market. Oh, there's Cesaro. Yep. All right, fine. I guess we're gonna sign Claudio. Brian Danielson? Really? All right, cool. We'll take him to Adam Cole? Fine. Keith Lee? Um, all right. Swerve, you got everybody. everybody. CM Punk wants to come back? like, and, and you know I got a good company. That's the one side of it. I got a great company. Everybody wants to come play for me. But then it's just like, oh, shit, everybody wants to play for me. Yep. Now everybody can't be happy. It's not enough. Because my starting quarterback last week ain't starting no more. Now he's a fourth stringer. <laughs> Damn sure. And you got to ask the starting court, is it okay if we sign CM Punk? And he's going to go, of course it's okay. But in the back of his mind, he's like, fuck CM Punk. Yeah. I don't want him to play over me. never getting this title. Yeah, i ain't never going to get the – I'll never be under center again. (laughs) I'm holding clipboards for the rest of my life. Yep. And then Tony goes, no, now you're going to play in the fourth quarter. Now, for us that are watching the game on TV, in the fourth quarter, we see Danny Dimes come in and replace Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. And he's like, well, he promised Danny Dimes could play. And at home, we're like – why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> That's what it feels like watching AEW. It's like, why is he playing now? Yep. Why is just Jared on my team? Like, what, QT Marshall. We ask the question every week, but QT Marshall was there
1: early. Yeah, super early.
2: Like, part of the Nightmare family yep. and all this nonsense. It was just like, now we look at him, it's like, why are you on? Because there's all these other players we'd rather yep. see that you went out But you still got
1: the guy. You still got so him. It's, so many people done slid down the card because of that.
2: Dude, Jake Hader. I like this hat. That's all he's been reduced to. That all he does is like his purple Yo, hat.
1: When people came back and got pops, pops on debuts, yeah, and just like now, what do we do? If Andrade comes back and this motherfucker is like two hundred and sixty pounds now, yeah, he looked like Conor McGregor, huge. If he comes back, where are you putting? I mean, you put him with Roos, but but are you get? You're just a tag team, right? Are you getting the title? Over Adam Cole? Are you getting a title over Switchblade now is the new thing? What about Swerve? What about Keith Lee, who's how many, how supposed many? to be the dynamo? What about there Aleister Black, who we talked or Malachi Black, who we talked about, who looks like a million bucks? Oh, and what about the four pillars? Because now they're still there. And now you've made a key that say these are our future. And Hangman Page is probably still hanging around. That's what I'm saying. Moxie gets a touch. Is Katie Omega ever going to get the belt back? We just named 15 people who are probably, when they were signed, Thought they'd be world champion in five years.
2: Well, yeah. Now you have the true running back by committee problem. Yeah. One week you get 19 touches. Next week, two. ah, the game flow ain't working your way. You get two touches. Oh my god! If they had fantasy pro wrestling,
1: you know, I'm pissed.
2: I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> I dropped the just... Miro. Oh, oh what god. happened to him? He's like, oh I god. can't even put him on the
1: DL because he ain't hurt. Do you know, how high would have took Ricky Starks? That's what I'm saying.
2: That's my It's a. It's the literal like fruition of a running back by committee situation where the game flow dictates who's going to play and who's not. And those decisions never make sense to us watching. No. Nah. Like, remember, I mean, you look at, uh, there's a million running back by committee. I mean, this, this past year was Zeke and Tony Pollard. Yeah. And we were sitting there going, well, Tony Pollard's on every down guy, but could be Zeke averages 2.3 yards a carry. Why do you keep running them? Well, there's
1: loyalty there. Fuck your loyalty. Get that goddamn guy out of here. It's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's the other so, thing. Like the money like dictates where you gotta, oh, you gotta be on the card. You can't be paying someone five mil and
2: they're jobbing. Right. It's like, oh, Chris Jericho, I paid you all this money. And then Chris Jericho's like, you're gonna keep me losing? That's fine, but now I'm annoyed and you're paying me a lot of money. Yeah. So now I'm a cancer in the locker. Room. You better put me on TV. So he's in
1: every feud. He gets paid a lot. He gets paid a lot. So you it's need like, the return on investment. Uh, so it's between a rock and a hard place sometimes. It's uh gonna be interesting. To Talk to some of the wrestlers as they come in. Um, uh, like you said, hopefully get Tony's second year in a row, that'll be great. Great conversation between you and him. Can't wait! I'll probably sit in that chair right over there and just chill and watch it. It's gonna be a fun couple of weeks in pro wrestling. We're also still gonna talk boxing and MMA later on in this week. So, we have a lot of good stuff coming up in boxing. With uh, we got an influencer card this weekend, KSI overseas, but we have Roly. Here oh in God. Vegas going for what is now an interim belt. They're not even giving the real belt. They don't anymore. even know what the belt is. They don't. It's still trying to be figured yeah. out. That shit's crazy. I don't know how that's in a contract. Um, ESPN has a card, too. Janabek is fighting. But really, it's about next week. Haney Lomachenko here in Vegas. We're gearing up for that one. UFC, we just came off of a pay-per-view. It really didn't feel like a pay-per-view, but we'll go through that. And the most, hands down, the most disrespected champion in the UFC, whether he admits it or not. I couldn't believe he didn't agree with me. I was like, he was like, I don't know. I was like, come on. We'll talk about him, what's left for him in the future. We'll talk about a Michael Jackson uh, jacket making (laughs) an appearance in the Octagon. (laughs) Yo, there's so much shit going on after the The post fight was more entertaining than the fight itself. And it was a decent fight, but nothing tops the post fight. So we got to talk about all of that later on in the week. In The meantime, you guys follow us on all our social media platforms. We'll keep it short and sweet. Follow myself at Kel Dansby, and at Andreas Hell on all platforms as well. Shout out to everyone here, Blue Wire Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Hopefully you guys are coming out to Vegas for Double or Nothing weekend. We could chop it up, hang out, have a few drinks, catch all of this independent pro wrestling. So many good cards. So we can't wait to see you all. Till next time, though, we're out. Peace.